when we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last time hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 29 furious 7 lap 3 i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by budget rental car when you haven't driven a manual in 10 years rent one from budget rental car Ooh. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> is that a sponsor of the movie or of your life? It was appropriate. Yeah? I've been trying to sponsor some episodes for a while, and I figured now will be the perfect time for them to sponsor an episode, and I can explain why shortly. We will get to that when we get to our extracurricular activities, but let us first... Actually, that's the first thing that's up. That's, you know, yes, we, exactly. So we recorded two and a half weeks ago. We talked a in the last time. episode about how Seems we're recording like early. I know, because you were going away for a week that we couldn't really record when we normally do, yep. so we recorded a little bit earlier, and I still waited the last minute to edit because I am bad at things, but it still okay. came out nicely, I think, I hope, right in, family at cageclub.me. But, so before you do your thing, well, I have a big, and it's not really a big thing, but like, my fantasy baseball draft was here, <laughs> I had a great time, <laughs> baseball is back, it's the best time of the year, that's pretty it much never the left. gist of it. It, it never, never left. left. The other thing I want to say before we get into your news, because that's the that's going to be the main thrust of this, is that since we last recorded, and or about to, you and I recorded a, a Channing Tatum podcast episode, Magic we Mike's, we and we're about to record a Boyfriend Material episode. So this month, April 2019, if you're listening now, Oof. you want more of our Oof. sexy, sexy voices, go check out those podcasts. We talked about Public Enemies, in which Channing Tatum was in one minute of, Yes. so that was fun. And we're going to talk about Drive, which actually is a fitting movie for this podcast. So I'm sure that a lot of people who like car movies like Drive. Hopefully, yeah. It's a good crossover. So April 21st, in about two weeks, we will roll out our episode of Drive over on the Ryan Gosling podcast, Boyfriend Material. So go check those out. Those are the big big things. And also, I saw The Beach Bum, and I love The Beach Bum, my favorite movie of the year. Dude, I love The Beach Bum. If The Beach Bum is still out near you, go go see see it. We will talk about it when it comes out on BOD on Zack Attack, because so Zack Efron is so good in it. I'm such a huge Harmony Korn fan. Like, I just, I, I said it, but I, I just want to live in the world that Harmony Korn paints with his brain. Yeah. Like, I just want to live in the world in his head. Not in the actual world, but just, like, what he sees the world as in his yeah. movies. It's so perfect. Zack Efron as Flickr. So at some point this summer, we will talk about that on Zack Attack. Oh, but we will. that's enough dilly-dallying around you spent a week in italy doing really cool shit so why don't you and this is this is also some behind the scenes that i feel like if we recorded more often this wouldn't be as weird but i did we even talked about your vacation because i wanted to hear it about it for the first time here yes you've been back for like a week and a half and i haven't asked you shit about like a week in italy because i want to hear it here so like yeah and that's fine yeah it's totally fine rachel and i spent a week in italy we were in milan modena florence rome then we came home. Flew over. I said this before, but I spent some miles, flew over business class, some nice lie flat seats, got to sleep yep. on the plane. Yep. Was yep. nice eating eating all the good food on the plane, just getting wasted. What were like the the major things that I wanted to talk about? Oh Well there's one in particular. You went to a very cool factory. I did. But okay, let me start before that though. And I'll okay. get into why budget is our sponsor of <laughs> this episode. We arrive at the rental car place in Milan. Milano. In Milano. And, um... Ragazzi. Rachel and I had both gotten our international driver's permits, you know, just in case that she needed to drive, too. Wait, right? do you I need like, to do that? I don't know. I don't... I really don't know. They, 
Italy doesn't seem to give a fuck. Because when we went to Scotland, I didn't drive, but I feel like none of my friends got an international driving permit, and we still, you know, like, they still drove, but... It's like 20 bucks at AAA, so it's not, like, a huge right. deal. Yeah, it's okay. not like it takes... You You take a passport picture, and they just, like, write down your driver's license for you in the book. Like, gotcha. it's a piece okay. of paper. It's not something serious. Gotcha. We arrive at the rental car place. I had reserved a small automatic car to drive from Milan to Florence. Stop in Modena. When I get there, she's like, we don't have a small automatic car. We have a very large Citroen with a fucking, with a manual. Rachel's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, I haven't driven a manual in a decade. <laughs> and she's like, it's okay. And I was like, if you're okay with this, I'm okay with this. And she was like, it's okay. And I was yeah. like, let's fucking do it then. And so she's like, yeah. So she just gives me this car. So I start out in in the the tiny ass Italian streets of Milan with this like crossover SUV. It's like it's like as big as like like a like an American sedan, right? Like with a hatch, okay. yeah, like a big one, like bigger than like a like it's like a Subaru Crosstrek or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like a decent size. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like I'm starting out with this thing, just fucking cruising this car, not driving a manual in a ye- in like a decade, and it was just it was nuts. It was. And Rachel's like, holy fuck. She's all, like, nervous. But in the end, I got everywhere I needed to be, and I didn't hit anything. And I didn't hit anyone, although I almost ran a woman over. <gasps> but that's because she jumped out in front of, of like, a very aggressive street. She just, like, mm. crossed. Yeah. Like, pretty much a highway. She just crossed the highway, like, whatever she felt like. So that was interesting. When we were in Scotland, again, I said I didn't drive. I've yeah. never driven a manual. I'm sure that if I wanted to learn, I could, but I you don't could. really... When my friend was driving, because we got to the airport, and like all they had at the rental car, it was all manual, because that's all exactly. they drive over there. He stalled out a couple times in the parking lot, but basically, as soon as he got out of the parking lot, he was fine. Like The whole rest of the trip, he was fine. I stalled one time in downtown Milan. I stalled once in Florence when the lady jumped out in front of me, like when I went to start after that, because I was all flustered. Yep. But I think total, like, four times. Once you get on the highway, you're fine. Small streets, people jumping out in front of you, Vespas, shit like that. Sure. Throws me off, right? Like, this is, you know, you have to, like, be cognizant that you're still doing this. And when you get, like, thrown a curveball, like, somebody jumping in front of you, you're like, oh, shit, you slam on the brakes, and then you're like, go, and you, you know, you're not thinking about it. So, right. yes. If you've, if you've done it before, you can do it. You'll do it. It's like riding a bike. Like, you might fuck it up a little bit, but, like, you're going to be okay. So that was that. But the second thing is, as I was driving, when we drove to Modena, we did, like, all kinds of fun stuff. We did a tour of the balsamic factory, which was awesome. What did you say? You dipped your finger in a balsamic barrel or something? They had this barrel that was, that they actually took this barrel to the World's Fair of, what, like, 1906 or something? Or 1896? Okay. Because there's, there's been, a, you know, there was, like, a couple World's Fairs back then. There was, like, a mm-hmm. few every other year. They took this barrel there. How it works is like they just keep like adding balsamic to the top of the balsamic barrel. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they take some away, add some to the top. Take some away, add some. like all balsamic is a blend essentially. Like a hundred and twenty year old blend. Like the bottoms, you know, a hundred and twenty years old, but the top might be like twenty years old. What you okay. know what I mean? So this barrel is like you know two hundred years old. It, they have these like plates on the end. The barrel just like weeps right because like it's like this old ass barrel. And so like there was like a bunch of drips on the plate. And somebody was like, you know, does anybody ever eat those? And the lady's like, people do it all the time. And I was like, okay, that's like our cue to go, <laughs> right? And like, I looked at the kid, and I was like, we fucking doing this? And he was like, nah, man, like, I just put in a cough drop. I was like, fuck you, like, and I just like, obviously, I'm going to try this. And it was awesome, because it's like 200-year-old balsamic. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. The fuck, I'm not gonna take the drip. Like, I didn't touch the barrel. I just like wiped the like goop that fell out of it. And right. I was like, this is still awesome. So it seems to me that all of your favorite things in life come out of barrels: balsamic and Jack Daniels. <laughs> exactly, bourbon. Yeah. And balsamic. Yeah. Pretty much anything you can barrel, I'm about. <laughs> mm-hmm. That starts with the B. The B barrel. <laughs> exactly. Bourbon balsamic barrel. So we went there, and as we left there, I took a stop. That Rachel was not a huge fan of for all the fun things that we did when we were there. Shout out, Rachel. She was not a fan, but we stopped at the Ferrari Museum at Enzo Ferrari's house, at his old house, right? There's two museums, right? But they're they're not really museums. It's just like, if you didn't care, you would be pretty bored. You could probably do this in like three minutes. Well, I feel like every museum, if you don't care, you can do quickly. But if you like, if you're into it or you like want to open your mind and learn, not that I'm, I'm not like putting, it sounds like I'm putting Rachel on blast. I'm not. But if you, even if it's something you don't care about, if you want to be like, I'll just, I'll poke around. Like, when am I ever going to be back here? You know, you could spend hours anywhere. You could do it. For me, it would take like 30 minutes, right? And I'm like, I kind of care, but like, I wasn't like, I'm going to read like every Mm -hmm. fucking placard and dumb shit, right? But they have like a museum of all the engines and they show you like, you know, engines over the years and like the turbo engines and all the type of shit that you could see, like up to like the new weird hybrid kind of morphed engine type of things. And they have like a whole bunch of breakdowns of it and like... They're just, like, open engines, like, sitting on the table, so it's, like, really cool to see. And then you go into, like, the other part, and it's just, like, the Ferraris over the years, and you see, like, you know, from the 50s on of, like, all of these, like, classic pinnacle ones, right? Like, all of the, like, this is when this changed, and this is when this changed, which was awesome, and I posted pictures on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. so facebook.com backslash too fast too forever if you want to go see those they were really cool i think that's the most of it there was some other things you said you said you said you saw some pictures you wanted to ask about no i just i was trying to avoid your pictures because i wanted to know about them so i saw pictures of the flight i saw pictures of the ferrari yeah. museum not generic but i just don't know how to describe them because i don't know what they were but it's sort of like a it was almost like a movie trailer coming on for a movie that i wanted to see that i wanted to steer clear of <laughs> and i was like no spoilers no spoilers like i mean we obviously ate like a lot of like awesome food mm-hmm. Like, the whole fucking time that we were there. We stayed in some, like, nice hotels because I wasn't paying for hotels. So, like, then we would go ball out and eat at, like, nice food places. I had probably the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. And there's a place worth to going to Florence for. Is it the Michelin Star Place? No, it's not. It's just this fucking sandwich shop that's, like, in downtown Florence that has, like, this... There's, like, two of them on both sides of the same place that's, like, a restaurant. And you walk in, and there's, like, 10 or 12 different sandwiches sorry they have this like huge piece of focaccia right pizza like sheet pan sized of it and they just cut you off a slice they slice it in half it's like still steaming and then they just like whatever you want to order if you want like parma ham or salami or whatever they just like slice it right there then they throw it on the sandwich with like the like i got one that was like salami grilled eggplants spicy grilled eggplants truffle spread cheese spread that was it and it was so fucking good and it was like, oh, it's five dollars. That's oh, the other thing. Wow. And it's monstrous. Okay. It's like as wide as it's wider than if you put your thumbs in together. Like if you make like two, like an L and a J, and you put your thumbs together, it was like bigger than that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like tall, like square. So it was huge. So there was that. How'd you find that place? Oh, we were there, and we were posting about it in the Miles group. I was like, oh, saying like I was like posting something, and somebody was like, oh, if you're going to Florence, go to this place. And Rachel's, like, one of Rachel's friends had told her the exact same thing. Like, dude, she was like, oh, um, me and my other friend that went there were, like, 
talking about the sandwich for like the past six years about how good the sandwich was. Jesus. And I didn't really believe them. My other friend, who's like a beer friend, who's like chubby, like, you know what I mean? He's like us. Like, like I believed that he, he knew what he was talking about. And he's like, yo, you got to go to the sandwich spot. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you. And I was like, okay, that's two people. And one yep. of them, like, I really believe. Mm-hmm. And we went, it's fucking right, man. Very, very cool. Yeah, so that was about it. I mean, that's pretty much all that we did. I wanted to stick to the car story parts here. I got to see lots of wacky cars. You know, you see, like, lots of, like, fucking alphas driving around Italy that, like, we don't see any Alfa Romeos here, like, ever, so... Oh, that's the weird thing about traveling traveling internationally. It's, like, just not even the fancy cars, but, like, all the cheap cars that, like, it it doesn't cost enough. Like, they don't make enough money to ship overseas. Like, you walk around, like, a grocery store parking lot, like, I see, like, eight logos that I've never seen before in my life. Yeah, Like, all these, like, Icelandic cars and stuff. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's... So, that was really fun. Cool for me. It it is fun driving a manual. Like, this is something I would never want to do daily, but it was enjoyable through Italy, like, back-ass roads and shit. Oh, I got to stay... Oh, one of the places I stayed at, I stayed at the um, the old Ferrari workers, like, village. Okay. Like, when Ferrari would have, like, you know, engineers come in or whatever, they had this, like, village set up that, like, was, like, really, like, these, like, small, you know, apartments that they would, like, you know, have all, like, the workers stay in. So, like, it was, like, down the street from the factory. They, like, sold that, and now it's just, like, a hotel you can stay in. So I got to stay in cool. one of these. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was like awesome. Ferrari themed and everything. Yeah, cool. And now you're back to regular old boring life in America. Boring life in America. Yes, it is. Although the hockey playoffs are about to start, so you have some fun there. I did. Yeah, and I went to a hockey game when I came back. I went yeah, to the Rangers did. game the other you day. You sure did. And I'm getting ready for hockey playoffs. So, I mean, Penguins. As of today, Penguins still haven't made the playoffs because they're dicking around. <laughs> but if they win one more game of the last two, they are firmly in the playoffs. And if they don't, as my dad said today, those scrubs don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. He's like, if they don't win one of these, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I was like, touche. Like, you got to win one of two games. Like, fucking do it. Like, that's Just how you got to do it. Yeah. That's what Nike's all about. It's about the Penguins' 2018-2019 season. Win one of two. Just do it. Do it. We have a Patreon page here on Too Fast You Ever, patreon.com slash Too Fast Too Forever. So fitting. Shout out Cassie Wilson for supporting us over there. Thank if you, you want to get merch, if you want to support us, if you want to just say hi, check over there. We also, so here's the thing. Your mileage may vary. This is a very big disclaimer here. Yes. We have now, as the Cage Club Podcast Network, we have a threadless shop, which is Cage Club dot threadless.com but, but that proves that joey's working on the merch stuff just... i am so the the threadless experience is both very simple and also a pain in the ass like you upload the design i agree yeah and it just applies to everything and you, have to, you, you can you can sort of toggle things on or off or you can reposition logos and stuff like that back in cafe press days it would show you like this is a cup this is a shirt this is a hoodie now threadless is just like this is the logo mm-hmm. and then there's like three million things you can get in a list yes and so we have two Cage Club logos, white and black. And we also have an X's for podcasts. They have a really, theirs looks really cool. And then we also put up there the Too Fast, Too Forever logo. So here's where the your mileage may vary. The logo is not as big as they recommend. So I think if you want to get some Too Fast, Too Forever merch, like stickers or a water bottle or like notebook or t-shirt, I think the smaller items you buy will be fine. I think if you buy, like, you can go on there and you can buy, like, a duvet cover or you can buy a shower curtain. I think those are going to be too big. 
Um, yeah. I think it's going to It's going to stretch kind of it. Shitty. It's going to pixelate it and make it look blurry. If you want to go on there, if you want to get some weird stuff and people be like, what is that? Be like, oh, it's my favorite Fast and Furious podcast. The number one rated Fast and Furious podcast sequentially. What was your series of disclaimers? Like, by two guys watching the same movies every two weeks. Like, a very specific... <laughs> I don't remember. But if you want to support this weird little show... Uh, and here's a little inside baseball. The Ooh. cost on there... So you can set a cost above... Like So there's like the... What, what every item costs... And then Threadless lets you set a specific percentage above. So everything is just 10% above cost. Like, basically, it's the lowest that you can go that, like, Threadless won't yell at you about, like, are you sure you want to do this? So, like, we're not really making money on this. Like, we're making, like, a dollar or two. But I'm sure Threadless is going to take some of that money. If you want to get stuff, it's basically at cost. Go on there, cageclub.threadless.com. You can find our logo. A cheaper way, in theory, to get T-shirts or stickers is to go onto our patreon page patreon.com slash too fast too forever and support us over there cassie i promise stickers coming to you shortly he's working on it he really is he i'm l- working l- on it steps are involved we also have an email address here on the show family at cageclub.me so joe we have four emails today one is barely an email but we have four so here's the first one. okay good i got an email that says note from andres elbihar to your facebook page too fast too forever Ooh. and then it just was his name Oh, cool. And I responded to it, and I just said, oh, yeah? No response. <laughs> we haven't talked about how funny the messages we get in, <laughs> in the Facebook page It's very are. strange. So if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you know that we are not affiliated with the movies or the franchise. Yeah. That we are just fans, that we have a podcast, that we're just, you know, basically bullshitting and like talking about the movies, like watching the movies. People on Facebook, including people that we have basically <laughs> paid for Facebook, like because we just try to like try to make ourselves look the part. Um, so we've paid a little bit, a little bit of money to basically attract promote, more fans to promote, not to not to buy to promote to promote. And I think a lot of these people think that we're the movies. I think so. It's not like we pretend to be the movies. No, we're not even close to the movies. But the one thing I do want to say though is like confusion aside. Everyone is so earnestly joyful about the movies and the whole thing. It's like, it's kind of, like, it's not us at all, but, like, they're just, like, excited to talk about cars and the movies. And, like, if you looked at it from afar, you'd be like, are you pretending to be the movies? Like, no, we're not. But we, in a, in a way, sort of are a proxy. And we it's this nice little now. thing. We, we, like, have to, we do. So, like, people just send us messages like, hey, l- like, you know, love those movies. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, same. And then that's it. Like, that's the These whole These are my favorite movies. Cool, yeah. us too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's these are the kind of messages we get on Facebook, and they're a lot of fun. And I I like responding, and the fun part is that Joey can see the responses. Yeah. So he'll like he'll just watch the conversation happen, just in real time. And like I I just respond like so middle of the road for for all of these things, right? Because they're not like real questions or answers. No, it's just they're, they're basically <laughs> talking to the void, and you're just like responding, like you're a chat bot essentially. Yeah, exactly. I respond like a chat bot, and they just like keep going or stop or whatever it's like it's so awesome it's somebody, very oh my favorite was my favorite was i just want to say it's my favorite was somebody was like hey text me and i was like no thanks then, <laughs> did they, like, gave did us they respond or did they not respond no he just stopped yeah he was like hey i have a question and we we're like shoot and he's like text me i was like no thanks yeah. But yes, if you want to send us a message, you go on Facebook.com slash too fast too forever or click a message, it goes to our email or just straight up and email I'll family. I will respond. And if you ask a real me. question, I'll talk to you. Like I won't be a chatbot if you actually want to talk. But... If you're an actual person, we'll respond as an actual person. Exactly. Alright. Next email, Joe, new listener. No way, really? Yep. 
we have an email from Wells Lamont. Well, hello, Wells. Let me... Oh, the subject line is bros, exclamation point, 2F2F, love it. So, already from the beginning... Family. 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 I get it. Let me start off by saying I love the podcast. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I started late, so I'm going backwards in order, which to me, I admire. It, like, he's basically consuming us as though we are Benjamin Button. Okay. It's We're getting younger as it goes. I love it. I also think it's weird as hell. You know what's going to be awesome is that you're going to break up with your girlfriend before you had one. <laughs> <laughs> he's even like, damn, she's gone? Like, wonder how long they were together. It's like, four episodes later, like, I got a girlfriend. Like, oh, didn't last no, that she long. Was, she was, as, as you described, she lasted about one lap. About a lap, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna go back, like, holy shit, I don't know how important this is yet. Yeah, but then he's gonna be like, oh, whatever. Not that important. All Not right, that important. <laughs> I can guarantee to you, there's no one that has watched Fast and Furious movies more than I have, which is a bold claim. That's a really bold claim, and I bet you on a long enough timeline, we're gonna beat you out. Maybe we Just also saying, have that Infinity. GameSpot Joker from last episode. Remember that list that we found? He's like, I'm the foremost expert. So I feel like you know. A lot of yeah. people, you know, but let's get to okay. the, let's, through, let's go through the email, see what he has to say. See what he has to say. You guys have many different angles that I never even thought to care about. Before I go further, <laughs> here's my order. Okay, good. From the bottom up, number four, Fast and Furious, number four. Okay. Number seven, Furious 7. Okay. Number six, Fast nope. and Furious 6, which is wildly low compared to... Way low. You know? Okay. Number five, Fate of the Furious. Okay. Number four, the original, The Fast and the Furious. This this list is wild. This is like a lot of hot takes all on one list. Although I like here, it. So the, the next one's the, the craziest one, I think, compared to, at least compared to what we've seen. Number three, Too Fast, Too Furious, which is very high. Very high, yeah. But then the top two are make a lot of sense. Number two, Tokyo Drift, and number one, Fast Five. Okay. How do you love five but hate six, man? I don't How know. How long as runway? I don't know. We need to talk to you, man. He says, my order tends to change because it's all so close, but the last two, which in, in your, if you remember, is seven and four. Yes. Stay the same. So he doesn't like those as much. Okay. I can see it. I mean, like, if you are so torn by losing Paul Walker, yeah. you just don't even want to revisit it. Which he does talk see. about, I think. Okay, good. That's, that was so just the, a guess. I didn't remember the The weird email. coincidence is that the day that we are recording this, Wednesday, April 3rd. Yes is the day in 2009 that Fast and Furious 4 came out, and the day in 2015 that Furious 7 came out. So the two oh, movies so does two not like... favorites came out mm-hmm. on the same day, and it is today. Maybe Wells just hates April 3rd. Maybe. He says, I could go on forever, but I'm going to say this. When 4 came out, I was disappointed. P-Walks, he calls them P-Walks, the entire email, P-walks, so I'm going to say it like I that. I like it. P-Walks didn't have his wavy blonde hair anymore. I was thrown off immediately. Still, yeah. it's better than not having it be a movie, which is, yeah... A Fast really? and Furious movie, even a bad one, is better than no movie at all. Yeah, we talked about how he dyed his hair and changed his hair color for yeah. no reason, but sure. Now, I'm not sure if y'all touched on this, but when 2F2F came out, the movie, not our podcast, yes. I was blown away by its beautiful awkwardness and cheesy lines. Same. So many lines from the first five that we use on a daily basis, especially one and two. Exactly. We do. All mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys don't see it, but even in talking to each other... Nothing but time. We uh, just recorded last night, resident historian Mike Manzi and I recorded the Cruise Club episode of Top Gun, which if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, comes out this Friday, okay. April 12th. We had on there Dan the Duke Hayden, who I went to college with, who Mike and I went to college with, and he was talking about how he wants to start using movie quotes in real life one more often, and he used the I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and he said he made his friend laugh so hard that he fell on the floor. Um, so it sounds like we got to get Duke on the podcast is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. For a long period of my life, when I was like 19 to 22, 
I pretty much only spoke to women in movie quotes because it just took less effort than trying to like the, it didn't matter if I talked to them or not so it'd just be like yeah you jump I jump time. remember yeah, yeah yeah shit like that and, and like they had a like, very oh, strange man. time in my life a thousand percent yeah it just works every time they sound yeah. beautiful and they like resonate with it's like you you feel like you've heard this before you're like damn that sounded really good yeah I was like just fucking super <laughs> like prolific person but it's like in the beach bomb when uh matthew mcconaughey when moon dog is reciting poetry to lingerie doggy dog and he's like yo shit that's beautiful do you write that he's like yeah man i wrote that he's like nah that's dh lawrence i plagiarized that shit <laughs> yeah. but i won my but poetry competition <laughs> he goes but i also wrote it yeah man i love that movie okay same the thing that pulled me in was the fact that they had p walks reunited with his old pal roman yeah. in parentheses t gibbs and mm-hmm. all of a sudden out of nowhere Blue eyes, blonde hair, Brian O'Connor starts implementing a certain slang to his vocab. I said I forget about a cuh, and pockets ain't empty cuz, which is very true. He had a different attitude and step to his walk. Lastly, when Tokyo Drift came out, I hated it. But remember, this is number two. Yeah. It had no cast members and was so different. But when the end of six happened, we realized that three was actually after six and meant something to the storyline. I went back and long story short... Fell in love with Tokyo Drift. It's it's one of our favorites. It's like mm-hmm. it's definitely one of my favorites. So definitely yeah. one of my eight favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Bow Wow murders the big screen. Phenomenal. Agreed. We want Twinkie back tomorrow. Like, Even though I, he's if, uh, doing not great things in real life, but that's neither here nor there. Just flexing on Instagram. Well, no, he, he remember he got arrested for domestic battery. Oh, when? Fuck, seriously. We oh, talked yeah, about right. that on this podcast. Yeah, but then he looked like he got beat up, right? Isn't that what it was? Oh yeah, he like down at the Super Bowl, like he like attacked yes, him and he right. got, he got and arrested. He's like, he, like jacked yeah. up and she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what happened. One was a normal movie that was very entertaining and perfect for its time. Couldn't have asked for a better start. Two Agreed. was an absurd attempt at whatever it is they were trying, but was amazing nonetheless. Three is three, you either love it or learn to love it. Which I True. love that. That's great. Either right. love it or learn to love it. It, that's that's how I kind of feel about Fate of the Furious. It's like, I, I'm going to have to learn to love that movie somehow, which We're next going episode, going to gonna have to yeah. watch it again. We're going to watch it again. It's so colorful, and I love Japanese culture, which you do too. Same. Also very ridiculous in parentheses in a good way. Four was the first attempt at a grittier action film, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And that, again, is his, his least favorite one. We, yeah, it's, it misses the mark a little bit. Like, I agree, and but it's grown on me since I've been watching it again. Justin Lin was just getting started, but... Oh man, did the end of four get me excited? Ooh-wee. Five Ooh-wee. IMO is the peak and the best because the team got assembled and I was heavy into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 online at the time. Again, we've talked about you and I have a very strong history of uh, first-person shooters bonding us, uniting us, introducing yes. us. He says, and the favela was a common level and they were running through oh. the favela exactly like the game. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, I, I never played Call of Duty past Same. four? Maybe Modern okay. Warfare, but uh, way before that. Okay. But that would be like, you know, if Fast and Furious 9 takes place in Blood Gold, you'd be like, oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, shit, they're on Zanzibar? Okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck. He got the sword? <laughs> love it. He says, eight, I've only seen one and a half times, but I love it, and it rivals six. It's a toss-up. I'll love. know for sure after I get the DVD and run it back five or six times. I love the prison break scene and the weirdness of it. Six was Jay Lynn just upping the ante. How can I go crazy with five? thinking yep. base emoji. I'll add a tank and a plane, parentheses, T, so planet. He says, fantastic. Seven was cool and it was Lynn up in the ante yet again, flying cars out of planes and jumping buildings in Dubai. 
it has great moments, but it really seemed to me that they were in disarray after P walks past. Which yeah, I read have... I read the trivia yeah. about this here and they, they sort of had to like scramble like it was supposed to come out in July twenty fourteen and then he died and so they had to do all these reshoots and stuff and like change yeah. the script and so it came out, you know, nine months later. The ending and everything, and it's hard for me to watch. His passing was the worst non-friend or family death I've experienced. It hurt me too. R.I.P. Walks. Yeah, which same. I, again, great. This won't be the last time you hear from me, I'm sure. I have way more in-depth detail we need to discuss. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to future episodes. I have so many questions for you guys about things I'd love to hear your opinions on involving scenes from all eight movies. Okay, I'm out. Shoot him over. That was a great email. Thank you. Like Shout out, it. Wells. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. So I have a couple questions for you. So number one, if you're listening backwards, when a new episode comes out, are you listening to this and then continuing backwards? Are you like starting going all the way back and then going to catch up? Like, I want to know how that's working. And I also want to know if you're learning anything weird or new by listening in reverse order. Well, I don't know. I think we like we talk about the movies a little bit differently every time. So yeah. I'm sure that every one of them is going to be vastly different either direction you go in. I don't think they have to, like, be in an order. They lead from each other, but they're not... Like, I guess some things, like, maybe, like, the quizzes and stuff will be, like, strange at the end. You know, everybody drives like the wind blows, and you'll hear that joke 300 times before <laughs> you realize what's going Yes, us talking to the Zimbio quiz for without, like... So that's, that's like, weird. That's, like, you know, building the hype of the Zimbio quiz. Yeah. And you won't hear it for a while. I guess. Who wow. Knows? Next email from superfan Jenny McMullen. Episode oh, hi, 28, subject line. Okay. Hi, guys. Some thoughts about the episode, but not necessarily the movie. I okay. do know about the movie The Rock, but I had no idea what Snick was because I was an 80s kid and so too old to know. That's I mean, that's fair. Because yep. we were talking about, like, you know, our one friend had a girlfriend who's too young to know what Snick was. Being too old to know what Snick is, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you because you have your own, your whole own world of media that didn't exist when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So, like... I get it. It's just like when you are with a group of people and then one of them doesn't get one of your references, you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was married before Snick even started, but Shit. cool to see it was created by Nick Cannon. He's still doing his thing. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope that was a joke, because if it was, it's awesome. That's a really good joke. Next, sounds like a plan, Wes. If there's a party or barbecue at Dom's house in California, I'll be there. There's a little bit of update. No real spoilers, but the last email that we have is from Wes, uh, which he's got a little bit of an update about the house, so we'll get there. He also, I think, responds to Jenny, so we'll get to that next email, so let's hold off there. She says, I'll be there. Okay. Might even drive down in one of our classic cars. Speaking of cars, and also I think it'd be super cool if they showed up just like in these, like, baller cars. Yeah. Which also, by the way, if this happens, I mean, not if it's, when this happens. When this happens. You have to rent uh, a crazy, like if they rent like a Supra or something or a Skyline, and I have to rent uh, a Charger. Like it just, it's what we have. It's what by we then have to show I'll, up have in. An, I'll have a beautiful old white man Porsche. I think that should be a good goal Maybe. for me to in have the like next my eight dream, years. My yeah, my dream white man Porsche in eight years. My house will be paid off by then. I'll be good. Uh, speaking of cars, I remember really wanting an Eagle Talon and then a Mitsubishi Eclipse. I yes. worked with a guy who had an Eclipse and later had a Jaguar. I asked him if he would have let me take the Eclipse out for a spin, and he says he would have. To this day, I've still never driven one, but don't really want one as much anymore. Also thought it was interesting how you each pronounce Jaguar. Joey said it like the commercials, Jaguar, which I didn't realize until I edited it, and I was like, oh, I sound pretentious. No, you just hear it in the commercials. You're fine. Joe said what sounded like Jaguar and Jaguar. 
I've heard yeah, all three of these pronunciations at some time or another. That's all for now. Later, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, I always say Jaguar because it was always Jaguar to me when I was a kid. This is the evolution of these. Like, when I was a kid, it was Porsche, and then it became Porsche. I don't know. These car companies kind of, I think they tweak their pronunciation. Or, like, the American market doesn't care for a while, and then it becomes aware and tries to fix it. I'm just using the one that is parlance for me. Yeah. You know, like what mm-hmm. I learned as a kid. So thank you, Jenny, for writing in. And I, there's going to be a little bit of back and forth here, but I like that Jenny and Wes are now internet friends through the podcast. We are, like we are making Same. things happen. Last email from family. Wes. It's, it's been family. a long day without you, my friend. Oh. What up, fam? Great last episode. For whatever reason, Fast and Furious 6 is still one that doesn't really stick out to me in the series, oh. even though every time I watch it, I enjoy it. Where it falls in my ranking usually depends on how recently I've seen it, but I do enjoy Owen Shaw and his Bizarro gang. Now it's time for some tears with Furious 7, so get those Kleenex out, boys. Here are my previous episode observations. Okay. Bad news for the house party. Doesn't look like the Toretto House, 722 East Kensington Road, Los Angeles, California, is available to rent on Airbnb at this time. The good news is that there's still eight years before the party, so maybe something will change before then. If one of us hits Powerball... We just go buy the house. But also, if it's not an Airbnb, that's fine. If we showed up with, like, so, by this point, the Patreon's making, like, 100 a month. Like, we are just, like, <laughs> flush with cash, right? And we show yeah. up, we're like, hey, here's $50,000. We Let's don't want to go inside. Backyard. Just yeah. be in your backyard, driveway, take pictures outside. Is it cool for here for six hours? Like, who would say no? Yeah. That's all we need. Like, go get some dinner. Patreon.com slash too fast too forever. In eight years, this is going to be a fucking parking lot. Oh, that's that's, that's it, you know Deckard Shaw is going to blow it up in real life too. <laughs> it's going to be an apartment building owned by owned by Little Dom and Little Brian. <sighs> Joey, I know exactly which parking lot you're talking about. This is in, this remember the the price gouging parking lot down in Austin. Yes, it's still there. They still gouge on parking, but so does everyone. If we do any South by Southwest stuff, I'm usually working, so I have to meet everyone down there later. I just yep. save myself the trouble and park at least a mile away and walk. Parking is cheaper. Plus, I usually get a nice walk through the Capitol grounds, which, yeah, this is also, this is me talking directly to Wes. I found, like, parking on, like, 15th-ish, like, just south of the just south of the Capitol or, like, just north of the Capitol. They yeah. usually don't charge for street parking, like, after 7 or 9 or whatever. Oh, that's cool. You get a nice little walk. It's all lit. It's all nice. It's a little hilly, but it's definitely the, the, the best way to go. Yeah, I would, I would take the walk over $50 for parking, whatever. I'm not sure if you saw this in the trivia about Fast and Furious 6 originally being conceptualized as two movies, Ooh. but if I remember correctly... Oh, this is also super cool. Uh, yeah. But if I remember correctly from the commentary, Justin Lin was going to call the first movie Fast and the second movie Furious... Which I can't decide if that idea is more funny or terrible, which I think is great. Yes. I think it's great. If it would have played out like that, I don't know how I would have felt about it either. First time hearing it, I'm trying to digest it. I don't know. Speaking of names, apologies if this has been discussed before. Originally, they were pushing to call it Furious 6 since the previous movie was Fast 5, but everyone just called it Fast and Furious 6. That name kind of stuck, and it's technically the official title, though IMDb lists Furious 6 as the, quote, original title. Depending on the version you watch, you might see either title in the film's title sequence. I found videos online of both versions. I forget which one my Blu-ray set has. I think it just says Furious 6, I think. I think I maybe saw it in theaters as Furious 6. I don't know. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's, it's a weird... Yeah, they had two title cards. Middle ground, yeah. Probably Fast and Furious 6, since the set includes Furious 7, but I'm not 100%, 100% sure... This might just be another example of their lazy naming conventions, which is certainly true. There's one thing, there's quote-unquote trivia 
about this movie that uh, says that Justin or James Wan, who directed this, said Furious Seven is an allusion to the Seven Samurai, the Akira Kurosawa movie. But I was like, okay, sure, but also there's not there's more than seven of them. Yeah, like that doesn't really like I think that's just like a somebody making up a quote. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That doesn't seem too real to me. Doesn't seem real. An interesting thing about the Scar talk scene is that it kind of retcons Dom and Letty's relationship. He talks about meeting her when she was 15, and he tries to impress her in a street race. In the first movie, however, Mia tells Brian that Letty lived down the street, was into cars when she was 10, and was always trying to get Dom's attention, but he didn't notice her until she turned 16. Who knows, maybe Dom as a kid was a kind of dick, and literally didn't realize Letty was hanging around for six years until she hit puberty, and he suddenly noticed her at a race. I think... Possibly what we were talking about, especially what you and Mike were talking about last episode. If Fast and Furious number four serves as kind of a reboot for the series, yes, retconning the how they met is okay. It's all fat; like they're all playing fast and loose with this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think if four is really truly a reboot, it makes sense that they're just sort of you know reestablishing the foundation. But you know, like if you hear these stories from different people, it's not hard to believe that both stories can be true, right? Like, Mia's telling, like, her version of the story, and then you hear Dom's version of the story. They can both be real. Yeah, very true. Apologies for the car pick being so confusing. I was, and this is, again, West. No. Do not apologize for this. Yeah, but... that's part of the fun of the game. I think that actually makes it more fun, so. Don't uh, he says, I was in a rush to get the email out and didn't do as much research as I normally do before sending. This Eagle Automobile Company is actually a different one than Joe was thinking of with the Talon. I didn't oh. realize it before listening, but it seems like there have been a few different car companies named Eagle. That one went out of business in the late 90s. This one is from England, and I wasn't 100% sure about their business model until I did some more reading this morning. This company has been doing Jaguar E-Type restoration builds since the 80s, where they take old E-Types and completely restore and improve upon them. The Speedster is their improved version of an E-Type, so the design is very close because it's based on the E-Type, but it's not a restoration. It's a completely new build from the ground up. It looks like they have a couple other styles, but they're all based huh. on the original Jaguar E-Type design. It's pretty interesting to see how it came about, actually. Then he links to an interesting short article he read about it, which I'll put on the Facebook page. Cool. Apologies yeah, again for the confusion, but trying to mix it up with the cars can sometimes be risky. He says, that's it for this episode, but I do have a car pick for Joe to guess. This one should be Ooh. much easier. At least it's not a custom model from a company that he's never heard of. Until next time, stay <laughs> Furious. No, I liked it. Yeah, don't apologize. It's always fun, man. We're gonna have fun with it anyways. Like, if it takes 20 minutes or three, it's it's always fun, so. Because the whole point of the game, really, is that I'm bad at doing it, that it's difficult, and yeah. so if, if you make it more difficult, you know, it's why not? Fine. Exactly. Roll with it. I don't it. give a shit. Cool. Well, if you want to write in family at cageclub.me, we'll read your email on air, or if you don't want us to, we don't have to, just let us know, and I can just read to Joe. Uh, and not record it, and like uh, it can be real romantic between him and me and you. So <laughs> uh, we have to now check our iTunes. If you go to iTunes and oh, go, do if you want to do a nice thing, I haven't checked in a while. Uh, if you want to do a nice either. thing for us, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, five star review, write whatever you want. We'll read it on air. So last time, Joe, we had uh, thirteen reviews. Let's see, here. Thir- thirteen ratings. What do we got Still have thirteen. No new reviews. Okay. I fucked your bit. CG was the yeah, last. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah. Wait. No, 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 no. Hold on. What? We have a new written review? He re- he read he did a new review for us. Okay. He says podcast level colon ultimate. He says titles are for family. Five stars. Okay. Podcast level ultimate. The more I listen, the more I want to come on the podcast. It's a lot of fun. 
to listen to, and my favorite thing to do is choke up on some reefer and then slow the podcast down in the podcast app. Y'all talk hella slow and it's hilarious. It's funny as well when I speed it up. Take the time to listen to this podcast, and not only will you not be disappointed, you will love the hell out of it. I live in the Bay Area, and we have Fast and Furious parties out here. Holla. Well, shout out, I fucks yo bitch. That is wonderful. That was awesome. I, w- I really want to know what we sound like when you slow our voices down in the podcast. Now. I've always been criticized, maybe, for speaking too fast. Yeah, so I thought we hear- talk really fast. We do. I do, especially. I know that I need to slow down. But to slow us down, just like, you know, crawl. <laughs> whatever, whatever makes you happy, man. I love that you're listening. I love that you keep reviewing us. Uh, this is great. So go on be, iTunes. I want to hear us in chipmunk form, too. Like, oh, just it's great. firing off Fast and the Furious. So there's two different things. So, like, the podcast app I use, Overcast, lets you go from, I think, yeah. like, 0.5 to 3 times speed. But okay. when I edit back, when I play back in Audacity, it changes the pitch. So, like, it that becomes chipmunks. So it's uh, it's crazy. It, it, you, can, you can do it. So love it, though. I fucks you, bitch. Thank you. On the streets, there's only one thing. We're running a little bit long here in this opening segment. I'm just going to say something real quick. Okay. They're apparently going to a- debut a new quote-unquote explosive trailer at CinemaCon for Whoa. Hobbs and Shaw. So Whoa. if you want a new Hobbs and Shaw trailer, whenever CinemaCon is, it's coming for you. If, if I was making trailers for Fast and the Furious, I would just re-edit the trailer that came out and just put the explosions in different sequences. And I don't think anybody would really notice that they were different trailers. <laughs> a CinemaCon is this week as we're recording, so as oh, you're listening cool. to this, it should be out. So go check it out. Do you have any news about the series or no? No. So the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to Google Dwayne Johnson president for our segment, oh, Top of the Rock. Or no, sorry, Rock the Vote, because it's not Top of the Rock yet. That's not until he, he actually runs. Exactly. Rock the Vote, Dwayne Johnson president... There's a story, why does everyone want Tom Hanks to run for president? That's for you guys. You know, that's another one of our podcasts here on the network. But nothing looks like nothing new for The Rock. If I search The Rock president, another great day on the links. Kid Rock tees it up with President Trump. So that's from golf.com <laughs> last month. That's a really good news story. But yeah, so that's that's about it. Do a real quick new lap observation before we take a break and bring in the Mikester. This time when I was watching it, there's a scene where Dom like cuts into this tunnel and in the background is the staple center and i'd never seen that before oh did you notice that Mm-mm. yeah like there's a shot and they're like directly looking at the staple center and it even says like staple center on it like dom like turns and then like drives like down into like a garage or something okay like he goes like into this like underpass type thing and the staple center right there and it just focuses on the staple center for a second so there's one thing this is not really a new lapse of observation but i think it's going to tie into that a little bit but there's that scene Right before the final, like, 40-minute action scene, basically, yeah. where they're on that, like, overlook looking at Los Angeles. Yeah. And this is trivia. This is not a new lap observation, but I'm going to share it here. In, pl- in lieu of my observation, that's the same overlook that in the first movie, Paul Walker, the Brian O'Connor character, is, like, practicing his driving. So, like, that same spot, uh, oh. they're there to prepare. Oh, interesting. That's really cool. I like that. There's a lot of throwbacks in this one. There's a lot of nods to the homages yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break. Let us bring in the Mikester, and we'll be back after this word from our sponsor. Welcome back to Fast. Forever. This is the one episode 
that's going to be about the seventh movie, Furious 7. And that's a sad one. This episode is brought to you by Budget Rent-A-Car. Budget Rent-A-Car, Inc. is an American car rental company that was founded in 1958 in Los Angeles, California by Morris Merkin. Budget's operations are headquartered in Parsippany, New Jersey. Shout out. Budget Rent-A-Car. Well, thank you, Budget, for sponsoring us and for sponsoring Joe's trip to Italy. Yes. That was very kind of you. I'm still waiting on my trip to Italy, but <laughs> I saw the movie The Trip to Italy, so maybe that counts. Who knows? That's a movie. With us today, as he has been for the last six episodes... And we'll be for this and the next episode, and then that's it forever. Until Hobbs and Shaw lap the, the second time we talk about it. We have with us the resident historian Mike Manzi, the Mikester. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. It's No Knees Mike, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad no that you bring up No Mike. Knees. So oh, here's God. the thing. So last lap, we talked to Austin Wolf Southern a lot about No Knees Denise. We get a lot of emails about No Knees Denise. It's, it's such a... I'm still trying to figure it out. It's an enigma. So here's what I learned this time around. So Go ahead. They're talking about it. You know, they're talking about Roman. This is the first time we see Roman. He's, like, the first thing he says is, like, this long speech about how he's grumpy, how this is a terrible idea, a crazy idea, how he doesn't want to do this. Yes. And then Brian's like, the only thing you could ever bag or whatever was at prom and it was No Knees Denise. And he looks at Tej, who did not grow up with Roman, who yes. met Roman in Too Fast, Too Forever. Yep. Too Fast, Too Furious. Tej smiles like he knows the phrase. So it's a phrase that we don't know, but in this world, Tej is like, they know. oh shit, no knees to niece. And then Brian holds up two fingers. And I don't know if he's like saying peace. I don't know if he's saying twice. Mm. I don't know if he's saying two. I don't know what he's saying, but I want to live in this moment. I cannot wait, Joe, for like a decade down the line. When we go when we minute by somebody... minute through Furious 7, and we have the No Knees Denise minute, that episode's going to be an hour long. Like, I think all these episodes <laughs> are going to be shorter. That one, we're going to break down to its most minute parts, because... Bare essence. I'm, I'm noticing new things here. I don't know what they mean. I think every time I think I get it, and then every time I see it again, I don't. Like, I can't... Like, it the more we talk about again. it, the more confused I get by it. Like, the one happens. thing I picked up big time this go-around is that... Uh, it hurt Roman's feelings for Brian to have mentioned that as if it yes. was like between bros and he just blew up his spot in front of everybody. And so that kind of insinuates like maybe she wasn't up to their standards or something or she was considered loose. I don't know. It's like that's the other thing. Then the more I start thinking about it, the less I can. But Roman likes loose women. He was on a whole plane full of them in the last movie. So it can't be that she's just like <laughs> loose, right? Yeah, there has to be some kind of other rep like reputation like i because it also kind of felt like him saying you took your cousin to the dance or something like that you know it was just like how about oh i have i have a new one maybe it's no knees denise because she was she was so voluptuous she was curvy all the way down she was yeah she was curvy all the way down like you couldn't even tell that she had knees like kind of like cankles type situation but why is that so I think you're saying like, two different things. I think you're you're number one saying she's curvy, which I think is generally a positive, but then Kankles is like a negative. So you're saying that she's overweight in a bad way? I was saying that they were making fun of him for taking a very large girl to the prom. So large that she had no knees. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, that's like Occam's razor, right? Like, that's the most, like... 
is that it? Makes sen- well, in a way, because like you know, visually it makes sense. Like the way he's explaining it, Does I see it? it. I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm adding new theories, man. It's I'm a- not doubting <laughs> you, Mike. I'm doubting that I don't know what the hell this means. Also, this could just be one of these things, like in Orange Is the New Black, where it's like he's not a vegetable, or like whatever the joke was that like it's there's just no beginning joke. to the joke. It's just a jo- yeah. It's just the joke within the the thing and you're like what the fuck are they saying do you know if i ever meet tyree it's the one it's like if i ever meet hanks i'm gonna call him pardu and ask him to juggle if if i ever meet you know anyone from this actual movie part seven i'm asking about that all right yeah i I definitely want to know i want to know why this was funny we should just tweet at ludicrous that's you know what that's gonna be my tweet this time they're like (laughs) ludicrous explain no knees denise to me now boy do we have a podcast for you you know have him like write a song about it (laughs) <laughs> Southern Hospitality by No Knees Denise. Well, I want to get that out of the way up front because there's a lot more to it'll talk come about. Back. I'm sure it'll come back because it always <laughs> okay. comes back. Yeah, we'll get back there. So we're here for Furious 7, Lap 3, the Mikester in tow. Welcome, Mike. You have Thank you. entered the sad zone. This is the episode where yeah. we all cry. Got my Kleenex, man. Rachel like looked up. She didn't even watch the whole movie with us, but she like looked up at the end and she was like... <gasps> yeah, that's when it really hits. Like, I mean, in previous viewings, I've probably teared up earlier just when Brian sort of like looks at the camera maybe but like at this this time it wasn't until the end but man did it did it happen there's a scene in this movie where he calls Mia right because Mia's with Armando who's a new character that I had to Google mm-hmm. I had to Google Armando it's like is this somebody that we know like why is he not with Rico Ortega or somebody that we know he's just with Armando who's like just his backstory is he knows Dom yeah okay. it feels like he should have been introduced in like one of those one shots like a Marvel one shot between movies on like a yes. DVD or something and so Mia's down there and Brian calls her and he says basically I love you she's like don't do that it sounds like you're saying goodbye yeah. well yeah because he says if you don't hear from me in 24 hours take Jack and move on and and then she's like oh. I can't I'm pregnant <laughs> It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot she's re-pregnant. She's re-pregnant. She's Mm -hmm. re-pregnant. That moment gets me because it's them. It's the characters, in a sense, sort of saying goodbye. It's it's sort of, in a way, Jordana Brewster saying goodbye to Paul Walker. Mm. Unrelated to them, at the end of the movie, after Dom jumps into the helicopter with his car, then crashes, then, you know, Letty's like, I die, you die, I'm not ready to die yet. Or you die, I die, I'm not ready to die yet, I'm still wanting to do things here. Which is the worst acted scene in all of Fast and Furious. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. I don't know. Breathe! You breathe! Tell him to breathe! Lest he forget that Ronda Rousey is in this very movie. Th- that's still say. not as bad, because I expect better of Paul Walker. Thank God you showed up. These parties bore me to death. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of struggle between The Rock and Alana in their opening scene. That's, a, that's not the best scene. But, I, oh God, Brian just yelling breathe for 20 minutes at Dom pretending to be dead while Letty's also yelling breathe, and then they're yelling breathe at each other. Ugh, that's well, so painful. Whatever you say, that moment gets me. Because, you know, that's you, you can't tell someone that they love you. Like, that whole that whole speech, yeah. it's just great. I don't know if this is good or not, but, like, so there's that scene that, like, I'm, I'm almost crying at, and then they go, and Hobbs brings Shaw, he brings Deckard to the, the CIA detention site, the black site or whatever, yeah. and there's, like, this whole thing, like, we basically need to know what happened to Shaw. Like, we need to know that he's been taken care of and then they go from there to the beach and like it's like crying 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 sort of all right plot and then it's crying 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 for real and it's like i don't know i kind of wish that the two crying things were together but i i understand why they can't because they want to end 
Oh, I see. With the Paul Walker stuff, but they, yeah. they can't yeah. show the Deckard stuff. It has to go mm-hmm. there, but I kind of wish, like, if it was all in a row, I would just be sobbing the entire time. But like, because there's, like, yeah. this, like, jokey action plot building setting up the next movie thing in the middle, yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah, because this is Hobbs and Shaw, like, part negative one kind of but no it, and those Shaw brothers are tough as shit like he just had an entire parking structure dropped on him and survived without a scratch but no, I, yeah I, he got parking lotted <laughs> he did I know. his brother just got ejected from the back of a plane I mean granted it was Ejecto going like a couple, hundred, a couple hundred miles an hour but no I totally hear that Joey like it's tough they just you know for the sake of the film but man when they get to the beach it's like I start welling up, and then when that clip show hits, like, when we get the montage, I'm like, yeah. forget it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even watch the credits. And we just had our new listener, Wells, right in and just said, you know, that it's uh, when P walks past, it's just, he, he, he... I think basically what I got from that email is that he doesn't really like this movie as much because because of that. It's, like, it's, it's, it's emotional. Tough. Yeah. yeah. So before we go any further, let us take a quick detour to our questions. So now, Mike... If you had to take a ride with a character in this movie, who would you take a ride with? And which car scene do you want to be mm. in? Two different questions. Ooh. You know you know the drill. This is the seventh time we've done it. Which car scene do you want to be a part of, and who do you want to drive you around? I lo- The thing I love about this is I always forget to think about it while I'm watching the movie, and it's right off the top of my head. But I think... So I'm going to go with who I want to uh, take a ride with first. It's the prince in Abu Dhabi, whose car they're breaking into. Like, him and oh, I or... are going to go out... Agreed. In that car, like, it's going to be one of the few times he takes it out, and we're going to just, like, party it up later in his penthouse, because they do it like that every day. So, like, I'm chilling with him for for a while. Which uh, which car scene do you want to be a part of? You know what? Like, I gotta say, like, I... Jesus, like, I want to drive a car out of a plane, (laughs) and, like, I want to be... I think I want to be in that scene, like, that... Okay. Watching... Every time I see this movie, I like that... I think that's my favorite part of the movie, actually. Like, it's just, like, making such a statement at that point, saying, like, yeah, we're committing, like... This is impossible, but in our world, this happens. Like, it's a reality and everything. And, like, this movie really pours it on with the Mr. Nobody sort of shadow organization anyway and stuff. So, like, I really feel from, like, that point, like, the movie's sort of self-aware, having a great time with itself, and really delivering, like, a great sequence. And I just, I want to ride a car out of a plane, (laughs) you know? Sounds perfect. Yeah, what's Dom say? He says... It's not always about being fast. And to know that it's all taken care of. Like, all you got to do is, like, sit tight and the GPS is going to guide you anyway. So, like, just enjoy the ride. Yeah, I think that's the safest way to jump out of a plane with a car you could get, right? It's the only way to travel. (laughs) (laughs) Or, as the line from The Matrix goes, it's the only way to fly. It's that whole flying car motif in this movie where first Jack throws one out of a car and then they jump out of a plane and then they do the triple building jump with a car. So, like, tons of cars. They say that cars don't fly. Like Yes cars don't fly yeah there's actually you know i I mentioned the matrix right there but there was a couple things i only wrote down one i think that this reminded me of the matrix i think because am i gonna get to do my are we skipping we're gonna gonna be back relax nothing but time joe relax okay because the matrix is kind of always on my mind because mike we just talked about last night when we recorded the top gun episode yeah there's that scene where they get ramsey they uncover ramsey they're like oh she's a woman the doctor's a woman ah yeah (laughs) i was thinking it's sort of like what we were talking about last night about how when neo finds or Trinity comes up to Neo for the first time and he's like, shit, I always thought you were a guy. She says, most guys do. I think mm. it's just kind of the same thing. Like, of course, this like it's elite identical. hacker is going to be a dude. A hacker can look like anybody, even, you know, even though 
Roman is like, hackers don't look like that. Exactly. It's it's they find a hacker that's a girl, and everybody's like, she doesn't like she can't be the hacker. You know what's kind of funny? That same joke is in the movie Hackers, kind of when um, and kind of spoilers for Hackers, but someone reveals him his true identity, and um, his black friend goes, "Yo, I thought you was black." And he's like, <laughs> so it's sort of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Joe, sorry to have derailed the conversation. What car scene do you want to be a part of, and who do you want to drive you around in this movie? I obviously want to be in Dom jumping from building to building. Okay. Because I think you have to do that once in sure. life, right? <laughs> well, that's so that's what I'm saying. You need both? the sensation of flying through the air in a car, right, Joe? Like, one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I dream about it all the time. Like, I have, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, flying car. I drive off like bridges and stuff well, all the time in dreams. They should do that Dumbo ride at uh, Walt Disney World. They should just replace yeah. Dumbo with cars and call it the Furious 7 ride. Yeah, and you could like drive them up and down. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be really awesome. Does that suffice for both or is does that pick one or the other? What do you guys think? Like Well, I mean, if, if you want to be driven Dom, by Dom, that's fine. I mean, that's Yeah, I don't want to do the driving in between buildings. Only Dom Toretto can do that driving. So like I don't want to be the person driving that. Okay. So I think that that's I think that has to be both for me. Like right. the scene and him driving me. Like it has to be. I have to be Brian in that situation. Cool. I'm gonna be driven around by Mr. Nobody because I feel like this is kind of a, a Mike Manzi answer in that like it's just sort of the scenes that we don't see because I feel like he's got like he's got important things to do but it feels like he's got to be nowhere fast. He's just like driving around, probably in a cool car, like some kind of vintage car, maybe a death proof car. But he's oh, just yeah. kind of. Oh driving around and i just want to be driven around by mr nobody because i think it'd be really really kind of cool he knows everything you know what i mean like he'd be like oh there mm-hmm. the, there goes those assholes again you're yep. like where he's like right there yeah. i definitely thought the first time i saw this i was like uh, don't trust that guy don't trust that guy and then when he gives dom the god's eye thing i was like holy shit like he's actually gonna be their ally and like <laughs> yeah. they're gonna, the most like, awesome. trustworthy yeah i know right they really make sure that you like him after that point like yeah he's no ego i can tell you that much <laughs> the scene I, I i noticed this when i when i was watching the movie the scene that i want to be a part of and it's a very small scene brian is fighting tony jaw on that bus and tony jaw locks oh, the him in the bus and the bus is dangling over the edge like it's the beginning of uncharted 2 oh yeah paul walker has, or brian brian has to like climb out and then jump off letty like tokyo drifts that catches him on her hood I want to be in the front seat. He's like, who's this guy? And be like, hi, it's me. And that's it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, hey, should I call on a different Uber? That kind of reminds me a little of um, the scene I wanted to be in, or the car I wanted to be in last movie, where Dom saves Letty after they fly off the tank and crash onto someone's windshield, and then like I'm the guy whose car they crashed onto, and I was just yeah. like, holy shit. Love that's it. it. That's perfectly it. I love it, too. That's a good one. Yeah, that's really well played. I like it, sir. So I have a very, very, very important question for both of you, and I know what? it's a joke, but I want to pretend like this is deadly serious. When they are using God's Eye for the first time, they rescue Ramsey, they have have her yeah. booted up. She's doing her thing. She's showing, basically showing how it works. We understand it as the audience. So the characters understand like what they're doing. Yeah. Roman says, hey, can I check my email? Yes. So yes. <laughs> I know this is just a joke. Like Roman can't be serious. But I want to know, first of all, he does not seem like the checking email kind of guy. No. But what is he checking? What, like, what could he possibly need to check at all in this moment? Like pretend See, this is real for a second. What is, okay. what is he looking for? Because I, I have a real answer, and I have a, like, a funny answer. My funny answer is he wants to see if Noni's Denise 
Tech, oh, uh, okay. Oh. No, but, but I think like the, what the movie is saying is he is the furth- furthest thing from a techie guy. Like in case you need to know, like Tej was their hacker before Ramsey. Like he is not down like with computers. Like that's what I got yeah. from that. But Makes sense. I think like, no, you know, he's going to check his bank account. Like he's going to check if he's got some like coupons from Cartier or something, you know, like if Tiffany is having a sale. Like, Bed, Bath and Beyond coupons. He's a baller, you know, like he's looking for a sale on a boat or a yacht maybe if there's. Maybe. That's where my mind went. <laughs> I'm thinking when they're like talking about God's eye that he gets nervous that he <laughs> full kanye it something you know oh, send like a picture, picture of my dick <laughs> and he's like oh shit i need to check my email because like he thinks that god's eye can possibly see his email and he's like oh shit ramsey's gonna see all the dick pics in my email or something you know yeah he should have been clearing his phone too because god's exactly. eye exactly just like assassination nation baby yeah because he's just when he says that line i'm like what like I feel yeah, like same. I feel like that's the kind of moment in a script where like we need a joke. What's the joke gonna be? Like Roman's obviously gonna deliver it. It it just it's a weird joke. Yeah, it's very it feels out of touch, right? This thing got Instagram, like that's what it should have yeah. been. Yeah, right? can I can I check my Twitter, right? Like that's more timely, you know? I mean unless if if he was like, Can I check my AOL, like that would have been more telling or something like that. He hasn't been on a computer in 20 years or something, but... Damn, can this see Snapchats? Like, if it would have been, like, anything or like this... a Tinder this. joke or something. Like, anything... Yes. That's not yeah. just email. Like... It fell, it fell flat. I agree. So, Mike, what is... what? What's your... I mean, I guess we sort of talked a little bit maybe about, like, some of your favorite stuff, the, the flying, the, the jumping out of the cars, but aside from that, like, what are some of your favorite moments in Furious 7? What do you like about this movie? Uh, I noticed, and not really a spoiler, because I want you to explain yourself, but... You gave it a little bit of a lower score on Letterboxd than you have in the past, yeah. so what's what's going on in your brain right now? What are you, what are you feeling about Ooh. Furious 7? Lower score? I want to hear. Yeah, it kind of, it's weird. It surprised me, too. It dropped a little bit in my rankings this time around. Not to say I still don't love this movie, but, you know, I think something about this screening got to me a little bit. I mean, first and foremost, I'll just say, I don't think this is the best-looking Fast and Furious movie. Like, um, when they get to Abu Dhabi, it, it brightens up a bit, but most of it kind of just feels kind of gray and not dark yeah, yeah it's dark it doesn't have that neon or color pop or like the chroma turned up or anything like yeah, the previous installments and i was a little surprised because james wan directed this and like aquaman is insane it's like watching a black light underwater or something like that like it just looks amazing some of it was the sadness of paul walker and like that creeping into my head a little bit and uh, yeah that took me out of it a little just to get like the rest of sort of the semi-negative stuff out of the way is like I just really felt this time around too it's not really about Shaw like they the movie kind of gets sidetracked by Mr. Nobody and then they have to find Ramsey then God's Eye then they can find Shaw where it's like everywhere they show up Shaw is following them so they don't need to find Shaw Shaw will find them Uh, he's coming to them so like this time around that sort of confused me a bit it felt a little more like we went on like this big sidetrack mission kind of thing like don't get me wrong i still am having a lot of fun and i'm really enjoying it and everything and it's not taking anything away from my fun of the movie but like you know i'm here to sort of nitpick and really stretch for things uh to sort of complain about like those things in general overtook me this time i agree this is this is one that um i can like watch and kind of zone out on and like i'll remember things but the movie, I remember it in pieces. Like, I don't remember it as one story. Like, I remember, like, Abu Dhabi plane jumping out of the, the buildings and, like, Ronda Rousey. And then I remember, like, cars 
out of a plane. Ramsey being in it. Maybe the end and like The Rock showing up. But like I don't remember it as one cohesive story because it does feel like five or six storylines. This could be like a nice mini series. Well, I right? think that's what I think. I think that's just like what the movies are becoming. Like we talked about that yes. a little bit last time, right? About how that was going to be two movies that yeah. became one. And here, like this is in one way, it's the Deckard Shaw revenge story, but it's also the Mosey Jaconda story where he kidnapped Ramsey and need to rescue Ramsey. They intersect, but only because they both hate Dom. It just feels like this coincidence. Like there's the whole speech, you know, where he's like, "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." Yeah. It's just like, we need to link these two stories because it feels like, like, I think either one of those two things would have been enough for a movie, right? Like, either the Moji Jaconda stuff at the whole God's Eye thing, or obviously the Deckard Shaw stuff would have been great because that's the whole, like, thrust of this, like, six, seven, eight kind of, right? I feel like the, the way that they linked it together, not is lazy, but it's like, we need these two things, like, how are they going to be bonded? Oh, well, they both find out that the other hates Dom. They're trying to get after Dom, so they're going to be united or whatever. And I feel. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, because I still love this movie. I still gave it five stars, because at some point, eventually, all these movies will be five-star movies in my heart. <laughs> exactly. And I still yeah. love this movie. It makes me cry. I still love these characters. I still think this is one of the upper half, or sort of at least mid-tier Fast and Furious movies. But I do think that like they're just they're so overstuffed with story, and mm-hmm. you know the two hours and 15, two hours and 20-minute long movies... And there's just so much going on. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to it's hard to tell like a contained story sometimes. I think. Yeah. This this it, is the first one that felt like it could have been shorter to me too. I agree. Because it can be a little hard to process, like as an audience member too. You know, like there's just a lot of shit going on. But I, I can understand it's that's the mode they're in now, and I'm glad that that's the gear they're in. They're in, you know, seventh gear, gear. now. So like, this is what they're gonna be from now on. Is sort of feel like two movies jammed together and that's okay like a lot of like James a lot of James Bond movies feel like that the first hour feels like one movie and the second hour feels like a totally different movie but that they work together I feel like a little better in contrast uh, than this is yet they're just not quite there yet with this series but they're getting there and again like there's a lot of great shit going on like the all the plane jumping stuff and I love Shaw and I think that's my thing is like they set him up with that opening sequence to be such a badass like he could he's like the Terminator like he could take out yeah. the whole crew alone like be his own movie and I guess that's why when Mr. Nobody shows up and kind of hijacks the movie for a little while, I got a little, like, antsy, I suppose. And because it just felt like Shaw should be more center stage, like we should follow him hiring the mercenaries and be like, look, like, I was on that mountain too. And, like, you know, <laughs> I've got money up the ass and shit. And, like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever attempted a Jason Statham impression before. So. It was pretty good. But, yeah, I just, you know, easy. he was built up to be such a center stage scene stealer and then he kind of gets a little pushed to the side. I always forget how little The Rock is in this movie. Things about both of those that I read in the trivia. So number one, Jason Statham, anybody want to guess how many lines he has in this movie? Hmm. Ten. Eight. Basically add those two together, it's 17. Which is still not a ton, because a lot of them are one-liners. Jason Statham has a total of 17 lines in the entire film. Most of them are one-liners and occur in the first half of the movie. There's a couple lines of dialogue when he first meets Hobbs and Dom separately. He does a one-word line when he ambushes the group during the rescue of Rams. He just says, interesting, when he's looking through the rifle. He does not say a word when he confronts the group in Abu Dhabi and remains silent during his climactic battle with Dom on the parking structure. His most talkative scene as the entire movie is when the team attempts to capture him in the warehouse. Which, yeah. I do agree. Like I, I wish, like, he's the big bad of this movie, because, you know, we, we talk a lot about how Justice for Han, we talk about yeah. how he's this guy who killed a family member and then became family. Yeah, that shot's not in the movie. I totally thought that that 
him crashing into Han, I was like, where is that? It's not in this? I totally no, forgot. No, it's at the end of 6. It's at the yeah. end of 6. Yeah. 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 I mean, there is the, the archival footage of Han upside down in this movie. So that's why that's why Sun Kang or Sun Kang gets billed. Yeah, and a photo of uh, Gal Gadot. So well. there's it's also so another real quick detour. So Gal Gadot, we talked about this on the past episode, Joe, where like, because they're both credited, Sun Kang and Gal Gadot are credited yes. in the opening sequence, and there's just a picture. I'm like, that's weird. She originally reprised her role as Giselle and film scenes where Giselle took Letty to the hospital after Letty was injured from her ex- car explosion oh. caused by Phoenix from Fast and Furious, but those scenes were oh, cut. Despite receiving been, oh. top buildings, she's only ever seen via archival footage and a photograph. So they had, mm. I guess, at some point, Jeez. had like were expanding like the we think that Letty dies, but Letty doesn't actually die. That le- that that Giselle brings Letty to the hospital. That's crazy. They shot that, that for this, and then they just didn't use it, which is weird. I love that, that weird. little turn on the mythology. It's like they keep peeling back the night that Letty died, and all these different angles keep coming to light, and then to find out that, you know, she was there too, like on that mission and everything. Yeah, that would have been crazy. And the other thing that I wanted to say that I was, that Joe, you mentioned, you said you, you don't remember how much the, how little The Rock is in here. Yeah. The original plan from Universal Pictures, Universal Studio, whatever, was to shoot six and seven back-to-back, just like they did with the Matrix sequels, just like they're doing with, I think they did with the Lord of the Rings. Like, they do that, like, with big movies. Like, you have, like, all the people, they block off, like, say, 18 months or whatever. They're just like, let's shoot yeah, well, two I think movies. the or, Avengers movies did that yeah. or something. So they were going to do that back-to-back, and The Rock already had obligations to film Hercules and, I think, one other movie, and he wasn't going to be able to be in it at all if they did it back-to-back in seven. But then they had to... They, there was, like, production delays or something, so they delayed it a little bit. Paul Walker. But... Well, no, bef- even before that. Like, before okay. Paul Walker died, because Paul Walker died in the middle of shooting, because they had filmed about half of the half of his scenes when he died. Okay. But before that even happened, there were delays that delayed it enough that, like, The Rock could, I guess, be in part of it. <laughs> um, which I think is why he's not in the movie a ton that he's in the beginning. The very opening... You know, one of the very opening scenes, and then he's in the last, like, 40 minutes or whatever. But that middle, like, hour and a half... He's not in because he was just filming a couple of the movies, which I think is what we've talked about. That was always yeah, what we thought, why we thought he wasn't in this. But I, I just like always forget that he's like, you know, he starts out and you're like, oh, there's the rock. And then like, he's just not in the whole mm-hmm. middle of the movie till the very end. Yeah. But I do, I do love what we do get from him. You know, that fight with Shaw is first. It's very funny the way they meet and then they, their fight's great. And then he saves Alana from the grenade and like, that's Elena. just, you know, Elena, sorry, from the grenade, and they go flying out of the uh, window and stuff. So, like, the, we, you know, he gets taken out in, like, a heroic way. So I was cool with that. And then I thought it was really interesting when him and Dom have, like, their little talk in the hospital. He's like, no, whatever you do, like, don't go after him. And then Dom's like, all right. And then Hobbs is like, but really, speaking, like, not as a cop, like, go kick their ass. <laughs> that was great. And then when he just re-enters the movie in such an amazing way, way by, you know, flexing his cast off and crashing an ambulance into a spaceship. Flexing the cast off is so key. Yeah. (laughs) And then picking up that, like, machine gun and everything, like, it's just incredible, like, the way he reemerges at the end. So there's a lot of things that happen in these movies that, like, should kill our characters, but when he crashes that ambulance into the drone and there's, like, a massive fiery explosion, I feel like that probably should have killed The Rock, but... To use Wes's term, he is an automancer now. He is getting more powerful just by touching cars. <laughs> the fact that he just walks out, and I just—I love that Letty's just like, of course, like who else? Who else would do that? Of course, it's Hobbs. Yeah. Still, I, we've talked about this. I know before because I made a note of it in a different color. Like it was already in my notes. But I love that Ramsey was never met Hobbs before. Mm-hmm. Ramsey says, "Who's that?" Letty just says, "That's Hobbs." 
doesn't explain who Hobbs is, and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> just like, yeah, oh, and, and nice. Ramsey looks like so reassured, like, yeah. oh, good. Oh, I, I was waiting for Hobbs. Yeah, to exactly. Like. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Maybe they like talk about him. They were like, damn, dude, if Hobbs is here, we'd be kicking ass. Well, and... the way I figured it is, you know, when they get Ra- when they rescue Ramsey and they're sort of like chilling by that lake house or whatever. I'm not sure where they are exactly. And you know, she's like, no introduction. She doesn't need any introductions because she can just read everybody. Like maybe she. Yeah. also like downloaded everything about them all off the <laughs> internet so she knows the whole team she oh, even knows true. about she like, probably has interpol and shit yeah yeah so she knows about like tego and everything and those guys and she so. doesn't know what he looks like though well she's, she's probably seen like a picture of him online is what i'm saying and like she's pulled up dossiers from everybody from all the past movies she even knows who suki is and stuff like if yeah. she needs to bend over boy there is a uh there's a steve aoki song in this movie when they in the beginning i think at race wars uh, the song oh. that they're racing to is a Steve Aoki song. So the Aoki blood is strong in this movie. Good Runs to see Hector. Deep. Yeah. Runs deep. Yeah, I love Hector. I do love You never Hector. could take a punch. <laughs> so I have I have a question for you guys. Go for it. And it's very appropriate because the day uh, as of today when we're recording, Mike just released a third time's a charm about WrestleMania 3. Part yes. 1. This weekend is WrestleMania. And the title card at WrestleMania is Ronda Rousey. Oh. Yes. So we're super linked up here. Wow. <laughs> do, you, do you think Ronda Rousey is that actually bad as an actress? In this, yes. I think that she can be good in other things. Like what? I think she's better in the Entourage movie as herself. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's great in it, but I think she's I think she's actively bad in this movie. Have you guys ever seen her do any wrestling? That's primarily how I knew her even before Wait, Entourage. wrestling or WWE or, well, or No, or oh, MMA. I'm sorry. No, I've just seen her do Ultimate Fighting, so I've not seen any of her WWE stuff. So okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so you've, you've never seen her any of her WWE stuff? Because it's, it's equally as bad as her acting is here. <laughs> well, you know, that stuff isn't really known to be, like, exceptional acting. You would think it would translate better into this franchise, because that's, like, soap opera acting over there, and this has turned into a soap opera in a lot of ways. Yes. But, I mean, she's she's not necessarily playing a character that you can read, uh, you know? Like, I'm not, I have no idea who this bodyguard is or anything, but her line delivery in this is not good. It, it, I hate to say it, but it's, we gotta do a few more takes of that line, or ADR it, or something, because, like, Joey, I, I mean, I've seen her on Entourage, and I think she's fine. I've seen her being interviewed on Real Sports, and she's, like, totally fine. You know, I've seen like, her being interviewed in real life, and she's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but, I mean, she kicks a lot of ass. I think that's just maybe where her focus was. Yeah, I don't think she's that great here. Ronda Rousey's climbing up the, my list of people of, like, people that I just don't like. Well, so I was never into MMA because I didn't, I never paid for it. And, you know, I, I guess I, I started periscoping okay. it sort of. She gave me reason to care about it, though, because, like, it was like watching her was an event. Like, I'm sure that there were other fighters like, you know, Conor McGregor, that it was it was a marquee. It was a reason to watch. But, like, when she was fighting, I knew she was fighting, and I would try to find, or the next day, like, I would try to avoid, like, ESPN.com or whatever, and then find on YouTube or some, like, other streaming site her fights because it was, like, she's a breathtaking athlete. Like, I think she's incredible at what she does. And I don't fault her for trying to be a crossover star, but, like, it just, it, it's not, it's not great here. However, 
I will what? say her fight with Michelle Rodriguez kicks ass. Like it's great. Yeah. It's a the fight great is great fight. And like there's something yeah. I, I noticed here for the first time I've never noticed before that one point you know Letty throws her. She like sort of tumbles like it falls backwards in a way as she's falling backwards like pushes up on the ground with her hands like into like a back handspring. I was like oh yeah Holy shit. I was like that's incredible. Like there's stuff that she does in this that is just she's athletic great. for sure. We've talked about before I think Joe like just don't say anything. Like, pretend that you don't speak or whatever. Or yeah. another take or ADR or whatever. Because the way that she says it, we are trying to make sense of it last time. Is it supposed to be a joke? Like, these parties bore me to death? Like, does that mean, like, I'm going to kill you? Like, I don't know what it means. I, yeah, I almost half expect her lines to be subtitled, you know, because we're in Abu Dhabi and, like, she doesn't know if Letty's American or what language. So, like, she would just... And she's a bodyguard, right? So she should be fluent, maybe, in in other languages and stuff. So... It would have been cool if she said something in another language, maybe to match. Well, she does. Oh, she, when did I miss that? So when yeah, she, I don't remember that. When, so when Michelle Rodriguez is there and she's like, would you believe if I told you that I knocked him out with my charm? And she's like, you're not that charming, bitch. She's got her three or two or three minions or whatever fighting Letty, and Letty knocks them out. As they're fighting, she reports back to her boss or whatever. Like, she says something in... Arabic or whatever, like it's oh, subtitled cool. on screen. Oh, okay, I totally missed that part. It's yeah, it's my, once, it's not the whole scene, all, but it's, it's once. It does happen. I also love how Letty gets to fight two MMA fighters back to back in two movies and like kind of yeah. kick yeah. their ass. Like yeah. she is awesome. And kudos to Michelle Rodriguez because really I forget in general just how physical act. Like it's not just acting, you know. It's very physical and making a movie like this or like you know the Avengers or whatever train for something like this yeah Yeah. you gotta train and it's physical every day and you really need that stamina and it just feels like natural to her like seeing someone like Michelle Rodriguez move like that makes sense and I know she did like girl fight way back in the beginning of her career and so like she has sort of a history of like training and everything so it really shines through like she really holds her own she seems way more ripped in this movie than she did earlier on too like just throughout the movie like I think everybody, I think every, you know, we talked last episode or two episodes ago about how Vin Diesel got bigger. I think it's the kind of thing where, you know, if you're on a sitcom for seven or eight years, like everyone just gets more attractive. The Big Bang Theory starts out as like, it's a show about nerds. And now they're all like hypersexual nerds. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, you know, even if you start as like muscular and streetwise and, you know, good looking or whatever, seven movies in... You're going to be better looking. You're going to be in better shape. You're going to be... True. It's, you yeah. know, it's a Hollywood. That's something I noticed definitely during the montage at the end where I was like, well, Brian used to have these flowing blonde locks yep. and like I used to think Vin Diesel was huge, but look at him now and then like look yeah. at... And then it's like, oh, we've introduced The Rock since then and like in the next movie, he's even bigger than he was in five. It's like crazy just how they're morphing and, and everything. But then they remind you like that's what's really smart is like in the last movie we also got sort of the same montage but it was in the opening credits you know and it was like look at where they came from and here's where they are now and the last shot of the opening credits was them like all walking towards the screen together like in a big hero shot yeah like guardians of the galaxy style and in this they do it at the end but it's a really clever note for them to fall back on is to like look like there's a big history here they've changed throwbacks yeah, I like it. This might be the most interesting, not interesting in the, wow, I can't believe that happened, but interesting in, like, the, this is somebody who wrote this trivia who is like us. Okay. All these movies have played a little fast and loose with the history, how people know each other, what the timeline is. It says, but Furious 7 provided clarity as to when most of the films take place. Letty's tombstone, which you see in this movie that Dom wants to slash, you know, slash yes. sledgehammer, shows the year for supposed <laughs> yes. quote-unquote death as 2009, 
the year Fast and Furious released. Ah. After Letty's funeral in 4, Mia says it's been five years since Brian first met her, Dom and Letty, which sets the first film in 2004, but it came out really in 2001. So there's a little bit, which I think we talked okay. about. Cool. In so that movie's in the future too. Mia discovers she's pregnant early on in Fast 5, the lone film in the franchise to start off at the exact point where the previous film ended. So that's probably, it says, around 2010. Because if, if 4 which is nine, this is probably mostly 2010. Makes sense. Mia okay. gives birth to the opening sequence of Fast and Furious 6, but the remainder takes place when Jack's about a year old, so that's likely 2012, this says. So it's just rounding hmm. up 2012. In this okay. movie, in, Fast, in Furious 7, Jack's now in preschool. He's about three years old, which places it around 2014, which I was saying to Joe, I think, before, Mike, you came on, it was originally supposed to take place in July, or supposed to release July 2014, but then because Paul Walker passed, they had to do all these reshoots and stuff, and it got delayed until April 3rd, today, as we're recording it, 2015. So it, this movie basically had retconned everything to take place sort of in modern day. So this also hmm. means that Tokyo Drift is set circa 2013-2014, since Han's death takes place immediately before Deckard calls Dom. Yes. It kind of condenses things a little bit, like instead of going all the way back to 01, it goes to 03. Instead of Tokyo Drift happening in 06, it's more like 2013, just with, like, I guess, dated phones. Without outright saying this is when things happen now, you can kind of piece together the timeline yes. of the family. Yeah, that's awesome. But do we have we found out when Dom's son was conceived? Do we know about that timeline yet in anything? No, because, because I, you know, we see Elena in this movie early, and, and she's probably you know, pregnant, but we don't, she's not showing. She And she gets flown out of a window. <laughs> Doesn't have a miscarriage. Yeah, yeah but we can't imagine say. that Dom, Dom hooked up with her after this, right? Like, no, no like, that's bloody. the thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's and he's loyal to Letty, so... Well, what if... Oh, what if they, like, froze some sperm and eggs for the future, and that was kind of their deal, then Dom was like, if anything happens to me, you got my sperm. What if Dom is actually just hallucinating? Letty's actually dead, but he's so distraught that he's just imagining Elena as Letty, and he's just like coming into and out of reality. Like, don't get me wrong, I want to get behind imaginary characters in the mind of other <laughs> characters more than anyone, but this is one I just don't know, because I was the one, I think, on the Fast 3 episode that was like, what if Han was just Not real, someone's yeah. figment? Of it? Yeah, and it just didn't really, it couldn't work, especially in now. Damn, I wish it could. <laughs> Good, Joey, what was yours? No, I was just, I was going to try to make sense of mics, but I, I don't know what to think now. I just, you know... I think she has to be pregnant when this movie starts. I agree. Unless that's where Dom's going at the end of the movie. No, I'm just kidding. So one of the first things we see, which we will track next lap if we remember, is Deckard with Owen. He's holding the necklace in the hospital. He takes it from him. Mm. That's a pivotal moment. Yeah, but then also Sean has it and gives it to Dom. And True. when did Han get it? To give it to oh. Sean, to give it to Dom. After Deckard leaves the hospital, he goes to Tokyo to kill... Han, yep. and he throws it in the car wreckage, right. and that's... So how did where... Owen get it? That's what I don't know. He takes it from Owen. Oh, didn't Owen take it back, like, at the end of part six or something? Letty is in Owen's crew, right? So I guess he just gets it yeah. from Letty, because Letty had it in her car in four when she quote-unquote died, right? And yes. so I think the necklace is floating around six a little bit, so maybe just Owen winds up with it. But, like, okay. it's weird that Owen's 
holding it on him when they're in the plane and he gets knocked out. And doesn't Dom have it on in the plane? No, I think we talked about. It. I think I think that's I think that's another cross necklace. Maybe. I'm about to okay. trump all of this and and try and blow your minds here. We find out that that necklace has a tracking device on it in the next movie. Spoiler, sorry. Yeah. Couldn't they have like tracked? that necklace at any time and well we no but i mean in the next in the next movie we see dom installing the tracking device oh i'm sorry i i I missed that part yeah you'll get it next next episode you'll get it never mind then and didn't blow your mind i mean i guess i guess conceivably he's not installing it at the beginning of eight that it happened earlier but i think there's a there's a scene where he's like a time stamp on that sequence yeah (laughs) what year and date was it that that dom installed the tracking device was it when when they got married on the wedding night or yeah (laughs) We need to see the grave, the grave of that one. Show me the receipts. <laughs> so in the in the beginning of the movie, we talked about the scene where Deckard fights Hobbs, and they, you know, they, he throws the grenade, and Hobbs and Elena fall out, and Hobbs cushions her landing. When we first see Hobbs, he's dripping sweat because he's Hobbs; he's always dripping sweat. He's just stamping. Is he sweaty from stamping? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's just sweating from existing. Like that's what okay. I get from okay. it. <laughs> Burns calories so fast. Love it. Just dripping sweat from stamping. Because, I mean, that was like after when five came out, I think everybody, I think the first thing I said when I left the theater was like, was The Rock just like glistening the whole movie? Like, did they just spray him down the whole time? And I think they just tried to keep that up the the whole series now. It's just that's part of his thing. It's like. He's that intense. We talked about it last night. We were, you compared it to this series. We just watched Top Gun, and everyone's sweating that entire movie, too. Like, I just... Yeah. The line of, of cinema of just sweaty, hunky dudes, uh, it, it, it goes back a ways. Yeah. Showing a man being glistening in sweat is like showing cleavage. Like, that's what gets you going, right? Like, he has to just be drenched in sweat. I think it's different thing. It's different strokes for different folks. I can definitely see that being... It's a mild sexualization. Sure. For any person, you know, whatever your gender, I think just, like, when you're wet, you... The body's image and shape and the light, the way it hits it, it just feels more attractive, I feel. I don't know, but... Mike was even getting tongue-tied just talking Yeah, I know. He just wants to fuck the rock. I've got the vipers. Race Wars. Um, Race Wars is still, great. Still kind of an unfortunate title to name your thing, but like, yeah. Glad they haven't changed it. I'm glad we just stuck with Race Wars. I'm also glad it's still later. going after this sort of the incident after the Race Wars that we witnessed from the first movie, you know, like. Do you think that Hector is running it? Because they, they invented yeah, it, right? I do. And so Dom and Letty are obviously not there a lot. They just go every once in a while or whatever. But like, Ghost is Hector girl. king shit? Yes. Yeah, like, I think we last time we saw him, he was trying to go more legit. You know, he was not racing. He was organizing, right? He was, like, more of that kind he of guy. He was like, the Nitro, the AM circuit or whatever. Right, and now he's... I bet this is just one thing he does. You know, he's probably doing lots of stuff and throwing lots of events and everything like that. So I wish we had more of Hector in the, in the whole series. Same. Yeah. One thing I talked about, I think it was lap one, Joe, of Fate of the Furious, the next movie we're going to talk okay. about. When... Dom does the Cuban mile at the beginning of the movie, right? And there's that crowd scene where he's like holding that little girl, and there's like people just celebrating his victory. And yes. it's like if you watch the, the crowd, it's crazy because they're all like as a whole in mass, they look excited, right? But if you watch any one person, just like this is weird. Letty wins the race, right? And then Letty is like freaking out. She's like overwhelmed. She punches Hector and she races mm-hmm. off. And Dom's yeah. like, you could never take a punch. The, the crowd is silent and not moving, like just behind him, but they're not like 
shocked at what happened. They're just like standing there. I was like, this is such a weird... yeah. Like in the first movie, we get like a lot of like when Hector, like when they're like when Brian and Dom race at the beginning, they're like oh or like ooh like disses and stuff like yeah. that. Like after the like you could never take a punch. Everybody should have been like oh like, like just laughing at Hector or whatever. You know what I mean? Like because like yeah, Hector's maybe in charge here, but it's also like Dom is really in charge, and like you're gonna you're gonna laugh at Dom's jokes even if they're not good jokes because he's the boss, right? Like the boss comes around, makes yeah. a joke, you laugh at it. But they're all just like standing there, not reacting to anything. I was like, "That's weird." Yeah, that's really strange. That's some of my favorite stuff to watch when I've seen a movie like a bunch of times, and I'm watching it again. Is just to zero in, like on the background actors and stuff. Oh, for sure. It's, it's it's an insane phenomenon. Like you said, Joey. Like if you're not paying attention to it, it's seamless. Like you know, it works. But you just focus on any one yeah. person and it can really throw you off sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to bring up Top Gun again, but one of the trivia things that I read last night that I did not mention on the podcast, so this is a little bit of a backdoor cruise club uh, exclusive, exclusive. Nice. Exclusive. There is some podcast, it's not the worst idea on the internet, but it's basically that kind of thing where somebody watches the movie every week for a year, right? They watch it 52 times a year. In doing that, they counted the number of times Tom Cruise blinks and the number of Whoa. times the word the is said. And so it's, I guess, you know, at some point, Joe, we're going to get to a thing where, like, luckily, we're doing these, like, three times a year as opposed to 50 times a year. But, like, we're going to get to a point in a couple of years where, like, okay, like, how are we going to get through, like, even movies that we love? Yeah. It's like, what's going to be exciting? And I think the way that, like, having different themed laps and different kind of guests and stuff is going to help that. It's going to be, like, how many times do they say fast? Yeah. It's oh, going to yeah, be basically that, you know, the yeah. Bloomberg thing, but like mm-hmm. 211, like on Nas, the Bloomberg thing on Nas. Yeah, it's going to have to get real wacky. What about lap 15 or lap 30, you know? I'm like... worried about like lap <laughs> 7, dude. Like I'm, you know, it's closer <laughs> than that. Yeah, no, I true. think you guys are really going to be good, to be honest. Like I think I'm going to at least ride along with you guys like on my own for a good seven or eight laps like i think you got it in you to go a while really like i think you're stronger than you're giving yourselves credit no like i think a 15 20 well so we've talked about after five so this is the ride along uh lap four we have a name of that we have not announced yet we have an idea for lap four which can be different guests then lap five is going to be driving school or just driving school i think right that's what we called it i forgot with kara who's never seen any of the movies but then after five we're going to do the minute-by-minute, minute, like, basically the Fast and Furious minute uh, of the first movie. So that's going to take a year or a so. A long time. Okay. Because we're going to okay. do basically five episodes every two weeks, and so that'll take a while. That'll energize us, not for one, because we're going to be done with one forever, maybe, but two through however many are out by that point. We're going to want to see a lot because we haven't seen oh, it really yeah. in a year. You know what yeah. I mean? So What happens when they, okay, what if you're like in the middle of a lap, you're in like part four and then part 11 comes out? Like Bonus episode. Ahead? Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Of course. Got to. Because it's going to happen. Of I mean. course. <laughs> is there anything else, Mike? Is there anything else you want to talk about about Furious 7? I'm looking through my notes because it took yeah, a lot of yeah. notes here. So we got to spend just a little more time on Kurt Russell, one of the coolest fucking guys ever to walk the planet Earth. Yep. Like, not only did he play yeah. Elvis, but like he was in an Elvis movie or something when he was a little kid or like met Elvis. Like, the guy is just so damn good at acting and so charming. And I loved that he, sh- that it- he was Mr. Nobody, even if I was sort of a little thrown by the entrance and appearance of a Mr. Nobody in the movie but uh, I love I love how him and Dom have their beer war the beer war is cute I yeah. agree yeah, it, it grew is. On me. I feel like Dom is constantly trying to get people to talk about Corona with him. <laughs> like, you know, like you yeah. have one beer, you gotta have a Corona. Like, anyone want a Corona? Like, we're all drinking Coronas. And then Mr. Nobody is actually P. 
piquing his interest. He's like, let's talk about beer for a while. What do you like in a beer? Here's what I, like, this is, I'm a beer man. Dom's a beer guy. This is, we can connect on that level. I thought that was pretty fun. And of course, his body armor is just insane. Like, I, I, the dragon funny. scales? Well, yeah, because I was thinking Aquaman because James Wan, again, like, it looked oh, yeah, like fish sure. scales and stuff to me. So I was like, ooh, that's a But I think that's like the new waviest, that. new age body armor. It, like, oh, that's actual like, stuff? Yeah, I remember when this came out and it was like the new age body armor because it like it flexes really well it it exists in real life what i love about that scene where dom brings mr nobody to the car they drive away and i was like i was like oh man like brian's really driving i was like wait but like of course brian's driving out of there well because he's a driver he's a racer Uh, but i was like oh it's so like they're they're get out of there in a hurry I love, and I think it's one of those things that we talked about a couple episodes ago, Joe, where like this, these movies are filled with corny lines that I don't mind because I love the characters. But there's, yeah. that, there's that line in that scene that is so corny that I think if it wasn't Kurt Russell delivering it, I would hate it. But when he's just like, you really, you gotta try the Belgian ale, man. Like, he just, like, yeah. delivers it. I'm like, that's so Kurt Russell. Like, it could be so yeah. poorly done by so many different actors. And the way that he delivers it in that scene is just like, you really gotta try it, man. Like, he's just, like, basically not bleeding out. He'll be fine. But he's basically bleeding out, like, the one last thing he's just gotta say before he dies is he really gotta try the Belgian ale. Well, that's the thing about Mr. Nobody is, like, he's a blank slate, right? Like, he could be super boring, and because most of his dialogue is, like, exposition, he's like, this is the goober. They've got it. We need it. You want it. And it's like, blah, 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 right? But it's Kurt (laughs) Russell saying it, so he's got this swagger and this attitude, and he's bringing so much of just, like, his film, like, what you know him as, like, he, they, you know, they cast him for a reason. They cast him because he's Kurt Russell. So it's just great that he can sort of imprint whatever he wants onto this role and make it cool. He's Kurt Russell, and he steals the spotlight, but he doesn't outshine anyone. He knows it's not his movie. Yes, yeah. He He's really good at playing the part that he's given. Like, he's not, like, doing the, like, coming in being the rock, like, larger than life or anything like that. He's like, I'm just going to be the coolest Kurt Russell I can be. And that's what it works, and it's perfect. He's almost the rock plug in a way, right? Like, when the rock leaves the movie, he comes in, and then when he's like, all right, I'm out of the movie, and then the rock comes, like, back into the movie, it's like, yeah, we've got space here for everyone. So he was not the first choice for this movie. So the role was always envisioned to be a small part in this and then a bigger part in Fate, right? Which is what it is. Okay. One of these names is not like the others. And I don't know that this is true. <laughs> the first one makes sense, that Denzel turned Ooh. down a role that turned it un- down. Universal was in search for a big ne- a big star to play a minor role in this film and a larger role in the next film. So they went to Denzel. Yeah, if you tell Denzel, like, next time we're, we're going to back up the money truck, but this time, like, we need your help. But I still think, you know, if you know, like, these are billion... Like, this was the first movie in the franchise to make a billion dollars. It was, at this time, the fastest movie to make a billion dollars. It broke Avatar's record. As we're recording this... Yesterday or two days ago, the Endgame tickets went on sale. Endgame was going to make a billion dollars its opening weekend. Like, it's going to right. yes, shatter yeah. every record. Captain Marvel yeah. already made a billion. Captain Marvel already made a billion. So, like, that, it's, the, the game has changed. But when this movie came out, it was the fastest to a billion. It broke Avatar, all this different stuff. I understand that you maybe don't want to play second fiddle or eighth fiddle or whatever, but like I think you have to kind of trust they're going to, they, they got you. You know what I mean? So, maybe there's more to yeah. it or whatever. But, yeah. So Denzel turned it down. They were looking for a big star to be in this role. The name that doesn't make any sense is Taylor Lautner. 
who you might know as Jacob from Twilight, the yes. werewolf, uh, which Whoa. is a terrible decision. I can see him horrible. as little nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see him as Mr. Nobody. No, no. I, I don't see him jiving with this crew. He's too young. Mr. Nobody needs to be older. Yep, that's what I was thinking, too. But the other name, which I think also would have been fucking cool, Halle Berry turned down the role. Oh. I could see her as, this, as Miss Nobody. Yeah, that oh. would have been great. I love her. She, she would have killed it. She got a little role in Kingsman 2, and she was really cool. It looks like she might be in, like, another one down the line. But, like, I remember when she played Jinx in one of the James Bonds, like, the whole idea was for her to get, like her own action franchise and like that could have been a great nod sort of back to her days as jinx or something but damn now i just want her to be in this franchise as someone else now just get her in here a couple weeks ago uh our friend brian late night rodriguez who was on you know last lap is on this lap he's gonna be on every lap he's gonna be on one episode per lap because i want him to basically do what mike did but just do it over 10 or 11 laps but he messaged me he's like he's like which of these things would you want the most? And he was just like, a movie where, like, Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise are together, or a movie where, like, basically all the podcast stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. And then he's like, or okay. Nicolas Cage in a Fast and Furious movie. It was like, how could it mm. ever be anything other than that? Like, how could it not be my favorite actor in my favorite movies? Like, how, like, probably that's not, it's not Gone a Gone in 60 Seconds, like, just, bl- he comes in yeah. Eleanor. Oh! Like, that's exactly oh, what wow. I want. So there if is, so hold yeah. on. So there is trivia about that, too. There's trivia about that? Not about that, but related. Very, very similar. So there was a movie in 1988 that Kurt Russell was in called Tequila Sunrise. Mike, have you seen this? Because I have not. Yes. Kurt Russell borrowed his look and hairstyle that he also borrowed from Pat Riley in that movie, the very slicked-backed hair of the Miami Heat uh, that he used for that movie for this film. It's rumored, again, according to IMDb, that his character in this movie may be his character from that movie when he probably went from being a Los Angeles County Sheriff to a shady government agent. And I just love whether or not that's true. Oh, they like Hond him. They Hond him oh, into yeah. it, right? Like he was a character from another movie yeah. that he was in and he just like implanted No, it but his character franchise. was a cop and then became a not a cop, right? Isn't that what you said or became a criminal? No, no, no. He was a sheriff and he became a, he became a government agent. But I think what, what oh, Mike's okay. saying is that yeah, you took him spook. from Better Luck Tomorrow and you brought him into yeah. this universe. Yeah. Is Tequila wow, Sunrise a movie cool. worth watching, Mike? It's been years and years, but I'm going to rewatch it now that uh, okay. I found out this Mr. Nobody tidbit. Yeah. Cool. And the other trivia that I want to mention right now as we're talking about all this different stuff, we talked about it last episode. We were talking about who was originally offered for Owen Shaw, and we said that uh, Jason Statham was offered for Owen, couldn't do it, did, took Deckard instead, that apparently Vin Diesel and Jason Statham had always wanted to work together. Oh, cool. They just never got a chance to, and so when he couldn't do it because he was filming two other movies, I think, at the time, Vin Diesel's like, no, don't worry about it, I got you. And he, he basically, as a producer, because he's a producer on these two, penciled them in for, for the Deckard role. So I just like that, you know, that hmm. when you're as powerful enough as Vin Diesel is, and like, you, like, basically help make these movies, yeah, uh, you'd be like, you know, I want to work with these guys, and, like, you know, we're going to get Jason Statham in here, which is a great decision. At this point, Vin Diesel's going to be able to do that for the rest of the franchise. You know what's crazy, what ended up happening, is that Vin Diesel ended up having sort of a falling out with The Rock, and now The Rock and Jason Statham are best friends making a spin-off together, and Vin Diesel is back yeah, in the Fast franchise luck. without his buddy, I guess. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's weird how that all worked out. I didn't know that they were friends like that. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I'm a little surprised that Jason Statham wasn't in, like, a Riddick movie or something, because he would have been 
pretty well placed in one. You know, I haven't seen the Transporter movies. I've only seen the third Triple X, but I feel like they're very similar franchises. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like they yeah. kind of make the same kind of movies. They're and the same Crank, kind right? Of like star. just the sort of intensity. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I forgot Jason Statham's like he's also the new mechanic. He's yeah. got two of those movies. Yeah. Like he's got a lot of franchise in him. Uh, some other trivia about this. So in the hospital at the end, right before The Rock flexes out of his cast, right before Hobbs flexes out of his cast. Uh, Hobbs is watching a college football game, and it's actually footage of him, him. as yes, number 94 sacking that. a quarterback. No which shit. Is pretty cool. oh, that's I knew awesome. that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's watching like him in the University that's of Miami. That's an Easter egg. That's cool. Yeah. That's a lot better than if he was watching, you know, like SummerSlam or right. WrestleMania, for that matter. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's real quick. It's really, really quick. It like it's sacked and then goes to a commercial or like goes. It goes. He's also watching the Hulk at one moment, and they refer to him as the Samoan Hulk in the last movie. This movie made more money in its opening weekend worldwide than the first movie made. Almost doubled it up. This movie in its first in its opening weekend made three hundred eighty-four million. The first one worldwide made two hundred seven million, which again rousing success for the first movie, but just how Ronda big is this gun? Exactly. Vin Diesel said Furious Seven was for Paul. The Fate of the Furious is from Paul, which I don't understand what that means, but I like it. What? I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't need to. Ma- it's like a Yogi Berraism. It doesn't need to really make sense. It sounds good enough. Yeah. Justin, the reason that Justin Lin did not do this is because, like I was saying earlier, that they wanted to do these back to back, which would have meant that he had to start doing this movie pre-production when he was still doing post-production on 6, and Justin Lin, I think this is actually pretty cool, was like, I don't think that the movie's going to be as good as it can be if I have to do both at the same time, so I don't want to do it. And so he opted out, and they got James Wan, and they got F. Gary Gray for the next one, then he's back, Justin Lin is back for 9 and 10. But I think that's kind of a cool, like, not that he didn't want to do it, but it was like, I kind of have enough respect for this franchise that I want to make sure that these movies are as good yeah. as they can be, so get somebody else. This is the first Fast and Furious film to have an Oscar-nominated actor, Dijman Hansu, who plays uh, Mosey Jaconda, who was nominated twice for In America and Blood Diamond. Who I think now holds a record for playing two separate characters in the DC Universe. Oh. He's in Aquaman oh. and he's in Shazam, so that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. All right. Interesting. This was the movie of the year at the 2015 People's Choice Awards. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. The Toyota Supra that Brian drives at the end actually belonged to Paul Walker. Oh. And the last trivia, my last note in my thing that I want to talk about is the Fixer, who I think is the one in Abu Dhabi who Ramsey sends God's Eye to, okay. gets them into the party. Jason Manzukis yeah. auditioned for that role and did not get it. But Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I could see that. Like He totally could have yeah. that. And they love this franchise over there on the yeah. How Did This Get Made. Like, yeah. I would one love of the to few... have seen Jason Manzoukas do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, me I still so haven't happy. seen the trailer as of now, but I know he's in John Wick 3, so... As the TikTok man. That's uh, going to be amazing. Yeah. What's up with the extended cut? I did not... I don't know if I've ever watched it's it. It's only two minutes. It's, like... not, it's not a huge difference. Okay. There's no... Okay. So we don't see... Like, they didn't cut out anything significant, all right? Because... I, I don't know. I think it's minor stuff. Like, the Fate of the Furious is, I think, like a 10 or 12-minute difference. This is a two-minute okay. difference. I think Fast and Furious 6 is like a 30-second or 10-second or something difference. I just have three quick little yep. notes here. Um, Hobbs's daughter is awesome. She's great. Yes. Like, it would be awesome if this franchise lasts another, like, 15, 20 years so that she can get behind the wheel in about, you know, eight of those With years Brian or something. Brian and Dom's kids, yeah. Yeah, it would be hilarious if, like, Dom is her driving instructor. <laughs> okay, so, like, God's Eye, you know, we've sort of been tracking technology throughout the franchise, and it's mm-hmm. now sort of, like, peaked with God's Eye. Um, I love just thinking about, we're going to find out next 
time like that there's sort of been like a lot going on behind the scenes of the last three movies and you know we sort of found out in the last movie that there were things going on behind the scenes in part three that we weren't privy to so i just love this whole idea of like going back into previous movies and peeling the layers yeah like this was also happening but from a different angle the hot potato slash parking garage fight it never really pumped me up before like i always thought it was kind of the weaker Wait, which one, one of the the climax of this movie how they're playing hot potato with ramsey and she's going from oh, the car okay. there's the parking lot garage sort of fight and then like destruction holes him i don't know it always felt sort of lackluster to me before but it's this... at least emotionally stressful for me i can see that coming off the um jumping into a plane jumping out of a plane in this one like, that should be the climax, right? Like, the jumping out of a plane. Where when you get, like, a normal street fight and a hot potato with cars... Well, Joe, you know the thing about a street fight? The street always wins. Stomp the ground. <laughs> ground falls apart. Yeah. Sinkhold. Got sinkhold. Somehow Shaw survives. But, uh, no, like, what I was actually just going to say about it uh, to finish it up was, like, this time I was actually, like, more into it. I was surprised. I was like, oh. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of came around to it a lot more this time. I was like, I got it. Like, they really showed us the spectacle, and now we're just going to sort of, this is a whole different idea here. This isn't really about the effects and all that, and the coolness. It's more about, like, building tension, and it's a race and a chase sort of at the same time, and they're using their home turf, and I, I don't know, I just like Brian climbing up the tower and everything. Uh, there's a whole lot more going on than I used to give it credit for. Yeah, I see it. I love that scene. I mean, I, I understand that, I think I agree with you, Joe, that jumping out of a plane maybe should be the climax, maybe should come later. But I don't mind yeah. that that's like a craziness that's halfway through. Like I think knowing where this you, goes... If they keep ratcheting up, I do feel like this is like a step down, right? Yeah, I get it. But I also think it's two different things that have to happen. Like, it's the two different storylines. It's that yeah. Dom has to take care of Deckard, and they also have to take out God. Or they have to use God's to take out Mosey Jacon. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Yeah. Yes. It, it has to be big enough or, like, widespread enough... There should be a reason for them to both be having it basically in the same place. And I think that it, it does a good enough job for sort of what is otherwise kind of not heavy handed, but like, you know, there's a lot going on that it sort of it, it gives enough justification, like why this is all happening in the same sort of like few city blocks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And I love how Roman calls the drone a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a spaceship. It's a planet. It's a spaceship. I think a plane. That's a planet. Joe, do you have any other notes about no. this movie? We covered all of the things that I wanted to talk about. I, I slid them in there. So before we get to the games, we did not do our uh, either-or questions. So we have a few of those from Mike here that we did, we've did we not been able to ask before. So, Mike, okay. are you yes. more of a Deckard or an Owen? I'm, pro- I'm, I'm a younger brother. I have got older Ooh. brothers, so I'm, I'm probably more of an Owen. And I think, yeah, Deckard is just... He's, I'm not that cool. I'm not cool. that cool in, like... Same. Like, I couldn't, especially seeing him in the new trailer, like, I would, I couldn't pull off that style. No. I'm a young, I'm his younger brother. <laughs> Do you prefer a Corona or a Belgian ale? Corona. Yeah. Right. I'm not a huge drinker. Uh, I'm, I'm more, probably prefer just a cuppa, but uh, mm. I'll take the Corona. This is one of Joe's favorite questions, I think. Would you rather jump your car into a plane, like to do the end of Fast and Furious 6, or out of a plane? <laughs> 
like they did in Furious 7. Well, I think I answered that earlier in the show yeah, during the scene I did. want to be in, but definitely jumping that car yeah. out of that plane. I think Into feels safer for me, man. Oh, it's definitely safer, but in. I mean, you know, knowing that you're going to be safe no matter what you do. Yeah, with the GPS. True. There's there's one question we're going to save for next time, but this is the okay. maybe the final question that we ever added to this. This is a Joe question. This is my favorite question, I think. If you were in the Roman position where you have to distract an entire crowd of people, <laughs> what karaoke song would you sing? Ooh, okay. I don't know why this just came out right off the top of my head, but... Uh, Go for it. I saw the sign. Oh. It opened oh. up my eyes. I saw... You saw the sign. And you yes. saw the sign. I know she saw the sign, right? And then I'd do oh. the little... I saw the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all Roman with it. Perfect. <laughs> cool. I love it. I love it. That's a good to one. To recap that question, Kim Basine said that he would sing Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Joe mm. said he would sing the Bee Gees More Than a Woman. And I would sing <laughs> Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. <laughs> yeah, because you, you want a song that's distracting, but you know the words, too. And something everyone could maybe join in, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. First game, this ain't no 10-second race, a.k.a. boy, do we have a podcast for you. Okay, I gotta find my tweet here. So last time, right, on the mine. Fast and Furious 6 episode, I went to Honeybun at Jenna Otrando. My goal in life is to be financially stable, happy with myself, live a life like with my husband, like Mia and Brian from Fast and Furious. Have ten dogs in a huge makeup room. Is that too much to ask? Boy, do we have a podcast for you? No response. Joe, okay. you found hmm. Wa- Watt Street Tavern at WS Tavern. Join us tonight for the musical talents of the Shaw Brothers from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. <laughs> Believe it or not, no response. Oh, damn. Mr. Mike Manzi went to too. at DHemsey, Dama, watching Fast and Furious 6 again. This is where it all happened. From street racers slash hustlers to an extended family, with we die here or leave together mentality, it's obvious now why I need me a letty to my dom. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Mr. Mike Manzi got a retweet. Whoa. Two points Whoa. for Mike Manzi. Damn. damn. Up <laughs> Those are two completely up. different dams, by the way, right there. So yeah. Joe has a 14 points. Mike has nine. I have five. Chris podcasts with one. Everyone else with zero. Now, Mike, you have two more episodes currently until you come back for a future episode two more episodes to build your lead over me so i'm gonna give you both time i have to find one for myself i got one already one. Okay. i got one too i come prepared pop it in i got the one discord chat okay oh my god this is <laughs> this is part of a thread response 10 minutes ago 11 minutes ago from tomas ford at take mika gucci jamina had posted would y'all believe me if i said i was 410 and he just responds <laughs> no knees queen boy do boy. we have a podcast for you joe i've never guessed this before but if i were to guess we're gonna get blocked here you're gonna get blocked <laughs> i think so but i still sent it because it's a great one yeah so m- maybe he knows what no knees means and we need him is that like a sh- term like, she's short a short yeah. person what? i don't know that's i was trying to figure it out and i was like this is good. Man, so. it just it 
Keeps going. I don't know. Just never stops. Mike, what is yours? I saw, I, I, man, I saw a bunch, and I was just like, every time, every week, every other week, it's like, what do I pick? And I, I was like, here we go. This is from Buy18 at Buy18 eShop for 3168 Oh, God. Classic oh, God. Fast and Furious 7 cross pendant necklace in 925 sterling silver with small and big size for lover women. For lover women. And man. Hot sale. Hot sale. And there is a picture of the replica of the the, oh, ne- the necklace from Fast and Furious. so good. It's so good. Yeah, so this is like a, what is this, like a, a DH gate, like a Chinese retailer? I mean, I wasn't, I didn't even click on the link. I just saw the tweet and oh, I... Oh, I am. You let the audience know. Yeah, this is like Chinese retailer, it seems like. Okay. It's pretty cool, though. I want this fake Dom necklace. Joey, why don't you buy me one of these? Because I'm still jealous that you and Wes are leather wrist cuff buddies, and I'm I'm out here in third. Now, my question about this is, can you fit a tracking device inside it? Ooh, maybe. Maybe in that middle part right there, yeah. So here's somebody that I don't think would actually like our podcast, but I like the tweet, I like the gif. Amaretto, hashtag SWCC, maybe Southwest Comic Con, some kind of maybe Comic Con. At Lee Punzel says, you... Hobbs and Shaw, me, Blumhouse slash Dark Universe, hashtag CinemaCon, and then it's a gif. On Wednesdays, we wear pastel goth, which I don't know what this is from. It looks, I mean, it's a sort of a like it. Mean Girls parody, maybe, mm. but what's that from? Do we know who that's from? No, but I like that uh, Blumhouse is going to, I guess they're taking over the Dark Universe with Invisible Man soon, so I don't know. is she excited maybe. about that? Guess. I don't think that this person is going to like our podcast, but I hope that we get a Not hate, in the least. hate reply. Like a, I'm good. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. We have Joe and Mike, and Joe already knows, uh, we have a picture, a car picture from Wes. Mike, there's two episodes left. Do you want to, I feel like one and one, do you want to guess tonight, or do you want to help give? So tonight, I believe I help give. Okay. The only thing that Joe knows about this so far is that it is, in theory, an easier uh, car than, than last time. Last time. There's yeah. two pictures. I'm going to send you both those. I'm also going to send you the full body of the text that Wes sent me. Wes says, a couple weeks ago, I had some free time, <laughs> at, uh, free time at the house by myself, so I watched a bunch of older, parentheses, pre-MCU, supposedly bad superhero movies that I hadn't seen before. I watched both Ghost Riders, which he was tweeting okay. at us about, and I was like, if you like the first one, wait till you get the second one. I was like, you piss his fire. It's great. Uh, go check out Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. He says he watched both Ghost Riders, Green Lantern and Green Hornet. They were all entertaining, okay. but I really enjoyed Green Hornet and was surprised it got as much flack as it did, which is the uh, Seth Rogen movie, which I, I remember liking vaguely, but I also remember, I think, having really, really low expectations. Christoph Waltz is it. Everyone yeah. hates this movie. I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. I still got to see it. Of course, yeah, a big part of the it. Green Hornet mythos is his car. And so if you know about it, I don't know if you know what kind of I car don't. he has. No. Uh, in the movie, it's called Black Beauty. These pictures are black. Um, so Wes says he thought it'd be a perfect subject for this game. So here's some stats. Uh, this is a 1965 car. It's American Joe. Okay. Uh, the show used the original show used a 1966 version. The movie of Seth Rogen used a 1965 version. Okay. This particular car was this company's line of luxury automobiles. Okay. Produced from 55 to 75, and then 81 to 83. One of them, apparently an 81 version, is used by one of Braga's men in the tunnel chase through the Fast and Furious. Fuck, what was that? Okay. So there's two pictures huh. here. So uh, again, as I said, it is black. Okay. It, it looks like a missile, kind of. <laughs> okay. 
I guess. So they're different cars because one looks like as a, unless one, it's a convertible. The other one, it is as a hard body shell on top, unless that's a, a, mm. a, a top that comes Remotable off, but I don't think so. It's got f- four headlights, two on each side. Yep. And a, four headlights, okay. And a very, sort of got like a computer, internal computer sort of style grill, like very thin little, like very tightly what? knit crosshatch pattern sort of. Yeah, lots of okay. grading. The back, the rear, like the trunk, it, oh. it juts out like there's a spare tire at the back, but I don't think that there is. I mean, there might be, who knows? There's very thin taillights. Very cool taillights, yes. It's very thin sort of uh, triangular, kind of looks like a, a helicopter like a propeller. propeller. Yeah, weird. Okay. The logo is, I'm not going to say what it is yet, because I think that might give it away. We can come back to that in a little bit. But the logo as a whole mm-hmm. kind of looks like a, a a lock that you would put a key in and sort of turn. A lock? A little bit. It's got like circular rear view mirrors that sort of stick up off these like little posts. Yep. So like outside rear view mirrors. Yeah. Little posty ones. Okay. I mean, it's it's definitely got a classic car kind of look. Is it a Pontiac? No, but I don't think you're too far off. Is it an Oldsmobile? No. It looks really long too. Wouldn't you say? Buick? No, but you're you're in. It's still in that classic American car. Mercury. Nope. Cadillac. Mm-mm. So here's what's something may maybe possibly Keep interesting. Going. The logo now is different from the logo that's on the car. The logo now is more of a star. The logo on the car is an eagle. Chrysler? It's a Chrysler. Okay. It's their their luxury line of cars. It's a what difficult one. The... To, it's it's sort of an unremarkable... It's a cool-looking car, but it's kind of unremarkable, I think, in a way. like it's a. It looks a lot like other cars at the time, I think, mm-hmm. like especially luxury cars. Like It kind of has like a, ca- a classic Cadillac kind mm-hmm. of feel. It's not a Cadillac. Yeah, yeah that, it was sounding cadillac to me, with the like tire on the back and the propellers in the back. Yep. And I don't know what Chrysler's like big cars were. Do they have like a, a five hundred? Mm, Is it a number? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 not called the five hundred. Okay. I, it, there's there's not a ton it's more kind of, to describe about this car. It's a two door. It's a two door two door convertible or two door sedan. Can I give a hint about the name? Please. We'll, um, it's kind of a royal name, maybe. Yeah, like it invokes royalty. Yeah, oh. both both names. There's two names that they both invoke royalty. Chrysler, Town and Country. Nope, <laughs> that's more Connecticut. <laughs> yes, it is. No, I'm just I'm hung up on all of the other cars. Like I'm thinking like Buick Riviera or Pontiac Bonneville. I don't know I what drove Chrysler's a like. In high school. Yes, yeah, you did. That's right. I forgot. I'm thinking, what did Chrysler have as their like flagship luxury car? I don't even remember. I don't know that we can really describe it better. I think it was supposed to be easier. I think. No, I just don't. I, I don't remember the flagship car's name. Like I have no, con- I have no idea of it. Like my brain's just blank. It's the Imperial Crown. I just put the pictures in the chat. Oh, like a cre- like a Crown Vic, like a it's, yeah. Eh, is it a Crown Vic? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't look like a Crown Vic. No, but I'm saying like that. That's what the name reminds me. Sure. Of, right? Yeah. No, this is a really cool car though. It's a cool car, but I think it, it's kind of it's unremarkable in its in its description, sort of. You know what I mean? Like it's. This reminds me of like when Roman goes, "Are you going to give Martin Luther King his car back?" Yeah. <laughs> it looks like yeah. it could be this car, right? So it's the kind of right. car that Martin. Luther King was assassinated. No, that was JFK was assassinated in it. What kind of car was JFK assassinated in? Oh, I don't know. I know. I mean, it was a convertible. Um, yeah, yeah. What kind of Lincoln car was Continental. Uh, Tupac in? 1960. Uh, yeah, Lincoln see, Lincoln. I was thinking of Lincoln, too. But it's got it's got that classic American car. Like, it just feels it's like... It's really cool. All the, the... Like, every kind of old song that's about a car kind of looks like this, you know, in my head. Yeah. This would be, like, a really sleeper old car to get. Yeah, cool car. If you were a fan of the Green Hornet, 
this would be like a really cool ass <laughs> well, car. Like, like it, it looks like a up. Batmobile almost, right? Like I could see why the Green Hornet yeah. drives it around. Yeah, it's kind of like a janky Batmobile, right? right like it's right. not. It's, when like, you it's don't, like a generic you don't want, one. Yeah, if you don't want people to know you're a superhero, but you still need like something slick to drive at night, you know, because the Green Hornet, I don't think he puts a big Green Hornet on the side of his car. I think he's more incognito than that. Yeah, this would be cool. I wonder what the inside looks like. I would like to, like, drive one of these. I, I bet it's, like, big and clunky and fun to drive, Probably. Too. It looks Would you like clunky. to drive it between two buildings in Abu Dhabi? No, because it would just sink. Just, <laughs> it would get, it would get just, like, nowhere. It, it would just drive down the side Yeah, Wiley Coyote. <laughs> it would just, like, run off the edge and be, like, bloop, straight down. Um, well, thank you, Wes, for sending the picture. And if you have a car picture you want us to get... It guess, was easier. I'm a little mentally fried. It's a little late. doesn't matter if it's better or easier or worse, but... yeah. Because I didn't get that one, so send us car pictures at family at cageclub.me. We can try to guess it. We will hopefully get them better. I would love to play a game where there's a couple car pictures. I think there's a couple times that like multiple people have sent stuff in, but yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, family at cageclub. Are you guys ever going to get to a lap where Joey has to guess and Joe too gets to give? That the would never. Or... I would. That would be terrible. I, it would never happen. <laughs> I don't think there's a repository that it'll work. Like you, it'd be like me trying to guess what baseball player Joey saw. Like a yeah, <laughs> God, yeah. I'd be like, this is the name of it. You'd be like, are you sure that's the name of it? So as we were saying earlier, we have one more episode to go in this lap. Fate mm. of the Furious. The mics will be here. With Hopefully, that, we come around on that. it this time, right? It's found its place for me. I don't think it's going to move this this time. I'm not against it. Like, I still like it. It's a lot of fun and everything. But, yeah, we'll get there. We're almost there. I'm ready to hit the tipping point for us where, like, we're like, you know what? It's not that bad. I, w- I would like, love that. I never thought yeah, it was same. bad. Like, you know. In just, comparison, but, like, if you watch them in the scope, but, then mm-hmm. it's glaring how bad it is. Maybe you're going to be the one that comes through next time maybe. and be like, oh. Maybe. Maybe this time I'll be like, oh, I can't stand it instead. But. Who we'll knows? See. We've already, the three of us have already talked about this movie, that we were very specifically talking about Charlize in this movie, but over on Watch yes. the Throne, we talked about this movie, so go check that out if you want a little bit of a preview of what the next episode could be like. That'll come out in two weeks. And maybe some stuff we won't mention Yeah, the next episode. April right? 23rd, right. that'll come out. And also, like I mentioned at the very, very top of the show, um, in two days, on Thursday, April 11th, Joe and my episode of Public Enemies for Magic Mics will come out, so go check that out if you want to hear more about us, or more from us about Channing Tatum. And then two days before the next episode, on Sunday, April 21st, come back for the Boyfriend Material episode of Drive. So a lot of... It's Easter. Yeah, the, it's oh, Easter. the Easter episode of Drive, yeah. There's no yeah. better Easter movie than watching a movie where Ryan Gosling brings a guy with a wrench. <laughs> exactly. Dom Toretto-ism. Yeah, yeah. But, Mike, thank you for joining us here. We have one more episode, then you'll be back. So next lap we've talked about, Joe and I are going to do a quick detour in the middle for Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the lap, when we do Hobbs and Shaw a second time, you'll be on that. But you still have one more this lap, Fate of the Furious, right along, continuing. But we are we're nearing our destination. We are. But it's, uh, thank you for being in here. sight. Destination right. on your left. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're getting there. Yeah. I know, man. It's been so much fun. I don't want it to stop, but, you know, all 
great things have to eventually come to an end and when or I go mean, on for an except for this podcast. I, well, yeah. I was I was referring to my guest spot <laughs> on the podcast. Of course, it's you know in the title, this show's going on forever. I mean, not every good thing comes to an end. Some of them do go on too long and <laughs> burn out. <laughs> too long. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you now. I know. I just okay, can't Mike. you know be happier to have been on these shows so far, and the next one's going to be great too. So for all things too fast too forever, you can go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash cage club or at cage club pod on twitter and instagram go to our too fast too forever facebook page at facebook.com slash too fast too forever check out our patreon at patreon.com slash too fast too forever if you don't want to wait for merch if you want to buy merch if you want to buy weirder merch than we will ever offer through the patreon you can go to cage club dot threadless dot duvet covers you want duvet and shower curtains if you want a too fast too forever skateboard it's the thing that you can get skateboard sick family at cage club that'd be the most important thing send us a note say hi oh here's actually if you listened all the way to the end which i hope that you did i want to do a sort of a, a more serious not serious because none of this is really actually serious but a more serious recap of like what our favorite movies are collectively like i have like close to 20 different ranking lists so if you want to update your list if you have if you're listening you have an email then if you want to send have in you your changed? rankings if they change Joe and I on the Relap Recap are going to do ours, and next episode, we're going to get Mike's, the end of next episode, we'll get Mike's Mm -hmm. final, for now, one through eight. I know some have shifted, I know that for sure. Very cool. Yeah. But send us in, family at cageclub.me, leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it on air. If you want to get real high and play at slow speed, that's fine too. Whatever, (laughs) whatever, whatever floats your boat, man, just go do all those things. But the most important thing, family at cageclub.me. Send us an email. Just let us know you're listening. Say hi. Send us your rankings. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. It's, it's genuinely my favorite thing about doing any podcast is getting emails Same. from people that we don't know, saying that they listen and they found us and they want and to keep talking listening. To you guys. It's the best. Yeah. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Mike Man's EV Mikester. And we will see you in two weeks for The Fate of the Furious right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. I know you came here to see. If you were free, then you come on with me. I know what you came here to do. I'm gonna open the